It's WrestleMania weekend, and you've tuned into the home of Nostalgic Pro Wrestling Podcast, kicking out it to here as a part of the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dave Rosenblum. Thank you all so very much for pressing play, hitting download, uh, doing the thing, as they say, as the Macho Man would say, doing the thing, uh-huh, as we are here celebrating the 30th anniversary of WrestleMania 8, one of my favorite WrestleManias growing up as a kid. Um, very excited to be doing this show. We're going to watch this show on Peacock, if that fucking terrible service would ever uh, get its act together. And joining me, it's been a very, 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 very long time, if you will, in public, if you will. Uh, my man, my co-host, my partner in crime, Dennis J. Levy. What's up, buddy? Chilling. That, that, um, very excited to, to do a podcast once again. That, that, um, you know, the Lord threw us a lot of curveballs. Not, not really a particular me, but you. Yeah, I mean, to, to get together, yeah. it's, been, it's been quite the trip. I mean, between, you know, the basement acting up, you know, with the, the floor and everything, you know, the installation with that. And then I was sick at one point. You know, my wife had some health issues herself, so... It, we're, we're finally back on track to, yep. uh, to, to get this to get this show on the road, if you will. And uh, we're going to watch WrestleMania 8, as we're going to be approaching the 30th anniversary of that event coming up um, as we head into WrestleMania weekend. Now, before we get into it, um, you haven't really watched a whole lot of WWE. You're not really um, you kind of you. Kinda, you you kind of turned it, turned your back on it, if you will, so, in the last year. So you really don't know what's going on I, in, the, in the current landscape. I really don't. Yeah, when the the fiend left, that was a messy breakup with me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I really want to. So, so not until Bray comes back, I'm not going to watch the WWE it, whatever. You know, it's like I try to do it, but like um, it probably was always like this, but like. You know, Bray was th- th- there. He covered up a lot of things that that that, uh, that I didn't like about current wrestling, and uh, and you know, I got that like, like you know the whole like with the donkey, the carrot in front of his face. That was me with, with, with uh, the Fiend era. Yep. Now the Fiend's gone. There's no carrot. I realized, holy shit, this is really a chore to watch wrestling. Yeah. And I just like can't do it. And there's nothing about it. Can't that, do there's it. nothing about the current product that like nope. I know that you. I know that when we've talked in the past. NXT was like a baby of yours, and and they've they've kind of changed that up, and you've tried watching that. And I skimmed through it just to, uh, I don't know, to say you made the effort. Yeah, <laughs> I don't watch it, watch it though. I'll skip. No, through I don't watch it. it. Yeah, I, because like yeah, like um, like I'm a huge Mandy Rose fan, and like now she's finally champion, so I like to like skim through it. Well, yeah, it's at, um, as I said, like, her pro work, in my opinion, needs some help, but, uh, but, like, like her look and her ring, and, and her, and her ring work, it's, it's definitely there. So, I'm just, like, so, I'm just glad she finally got the ball and she got, got to run with it, but, kind of said Sticks Tates, so, like, take Mandy Rose real quick and, like, you know, Sonya, her and Sonya Deville, were, I think, were just terrific. I like them as a combo, that, yeah. That, uh, I, but I, I only have her and, like, that, um, I forget what her name I know it's... I don't know it's who the other Kelly in, in, in Independence, but it's, like, Gigi or whatever. Gigi and, Dolan, I think her name I, goes something by. like that. They're known as Toxic Attraction. Exactly, Toxic yeah. Attraction, yeah. Like, 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 they're not even in the same universe as, like, uh, I mean, I'm not saying these girls are... are not better or worse than, than Sonya Deville. I'm just yeah. talking about the chemistry. Yeah, like, yeah. 
they, they I still this day I will I will die in this hell that that the, the year they did the um, the Charlotte Ronda Rousey and um, Becky. Becky Lynch that that uh, when they took uh, when 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 Charlotte Flair on a on, on the SmackDown before. WrestleMania, when she took the belt off Oscar, I wanted to cry because I thought that was going to be, I thought that was going to be Mandy Rose's moment that WrestleMania. She's going to finally to be a part of that title match. Yeah, I think you, I think I, 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 I really thought they're going to put bullet trigger and she was going to win the title at WrestleMania. I mean, I, I'll, I, I kind of, I'm kind of in the same ballpark with you when it comes to that because at that time I was like, oh, they're just piling on. To make this women's match because it was going to be the first time ever that yeah. women main evented WrestleMania, the, the last match of the show, even though the show went technically two days. If you really want to think about it, um, I was, you know, I, I understood the the reason why they wanted to make it important because it was the first time women were main eventing. But to your point, it took away from someone's opportunity yeah. because I, at that time she was really she was. She she was making progress as, it, as 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 a performer and as a character on the show, so I totally get it. And even to double down on that point, where it's like the next pay per view, right, was Money in the Bank, what we went to, right? Mm-hmm. And Becky Lynch drops the fucking title. Yeah, to, 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 she had both belts. She wrestled twice. She had to drop the belt. And yeah, I'm like, one of the belts, yeah. So but, I mean, you were happy that, that night. You were happy that night because Bailey ended up winning the belt. That, that was more of an anti-Charlotte kind of thing. But, but okay. no, but it's still it's not even Charlotte. Everyone, knows, yes, everyone and their mother knows 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 that 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 I'm not a huge Charlotte Flair fan. Yeah, but but like, we get it. But, but it wasn't <laughs> get about it. it wasn't about like Charlotte Flair having the title. It was about they took it away from. Oscar and Mandy were on this road to meet at WrestleMania. Yep. And 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 I really thought it was gonna be her moment, but anyway. No, but I, other I, than Mandy Rose, Mandy Rose, because because I feel like I've invested, I you know, and and you know, emotional invested with the girl. I do. I I love Tommaso Ciampa, so so I'll watch a Tommaso Ciampa match. Yep. But other than that, I I. What do you think of the name change from Walter to Gunther? You know, I'm fucking furious. About okay. Because Walter. Walter was in my my current top five wrestlers in any promotion. The weird thing is, is that like he hasn't changed his character; they just changed his name, you know. And I I, I don't know. I, sometimes I feel like they don't need to reinvent the wheel, but they got to put their own spin on things. And it's kind of and and to kind of circle back to what we're watching. Yeah. If you you can make an argument that some people will make an argument that you know. Ric Flair, who will be defending the title, at, who have defended the title this WrestleMania against Randy Savage, he never really was the Ric Flair that people knew before he came into the WWF. Me, I always thought he was. I didn't really see much of a change, but people seem to think that when he came to the WWF in 1992, Vince tried to reinvent the wheel with him. Uh, what are your thoughts on that before we get into this? I never watch really thought here? about that, but great, I've never been. I, I I love the Four Horsemen. Yeah, I've never been Gaga for Ric Flair per se, but like, okay, that, 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 uh, I that, get it. That, 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 so so I'm not the the best to answer this question, but that uh, but common sense dig, does dictate that 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 when you get these edgy wrestlers like uh, or of anything that that um, that um, like you know outside. A WWE Ric Flair, you know, is very rated R ish. 
Yeah, he, he wasn't. He wasn't very rated R in the WWE. No, 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 not at all. He was. He was kind of toned down. Yeah, yeah. He was. De- he was definitely toned down for sure. Um, as I try to get this all set up here, I apologize for not paying attention to you, Dennis. Here, this peacock thing is really. Yeah. Honestly, before I get into it, I- I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. Like before we get into this watch along here, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Like I think I think peacock sucks. I think the navigation of it sucks. And right now, currently, I'm trying to get things back to. The beginning of the uh, of the um, of the of the, the the program here, so we can start on time with this watch along. But this service is just—it's fucking awful. I can't even pause, and it's still fucking buffering. <laughs> yep. For Christ's sakes. Yep. What the fuck? So while I'm doing this, if you'd like, go to your Peacock. If you're still subscribed to the fucking service. <laughs> it's. Been- and search, go to the WWE section, mm-hmm. okay? And then search WrestleMania. There'll be a whole hub for it. It'll say WrestleMania on there. And it's season eight, episode one, for fuck's sake. And it goes two hours, 42 minutes, or 41 minutes and 42 seconds. Yep. For fuck's sake. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, so, those those... All the folks uh, that that are in the listening audience of Kicking Out of Two, that um, wasn't uh, um, a teenager in the nineties, or uh, that that uh, you could you uh, that we're gonna play the audio for the open, so we can hear the music because I love that. We talked about it in the car on the way here. I love the theme music. For WrestleMania. But I'm, I'm sorry saying, if I lost my no, shit. No, 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 I'm just saying no. You, Jesus Christ. You mentioned this is the 30-year anniversary. The, yeah, we're, yeah, we're so, on the 30-year so, so anniversary. Obviously, Peacock show. wants to make it the internet to seem like it's 30 years ago. So it makes sense. Yeah, there was no internet 30 years ago. So they want to make a big fucking stink about it here. Because they couldn't celebrate it on the fun. Look at this shit. I just paused it. And it's still fucking going! I'm like I'm 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 fucking mad. I I am really fucking mad about this shit right now. I'm not gonna lie. I'm fucking furious about this shit. Like this is what happens all fucking time. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Well, whatever. Whatever. It's a piece of shit. It's a piece of shit. You're, right. you're a piece of shit. You're a piece of shit. You're a piece of shit. You're a fucking piece of shit. So, all right. So, hopefully you found your peacock. Hopefully you typed in WrestleMania 8, uh, Season 8, Episode 1, however the fuck they categorize this. Yeah. Fucking piece of shit app. Piece of shit app. It is. It's a piece of shit app. They were better off being the WWE Network. And, you know, most people overseas still have that shit. Fortunately, us people in the United States, unfortunately, still have to be tortured with, with, with having to get this fucking app. I don't even use this app other than to fucking watch this shit. I think, me, and then me and my wife and I will watch Dateline. That's about it. Other than that, I will say by the bell. I haven't really watched any. Right. I'll be honest with you. But um, the new one. Go to the funny. app. Yeah. WrestleMania eight, season eight, episode one. You're gonna fucking <laughs> type that in and then pause it. And then when I say play, press play. We're gonna have the audio up so we can hear the opening song, the theme song as they preview the card for WrestleMania eight, and then. We're just going to move right along, watch this episode. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to it, Dennis, despite yeah, the, technical, the technical glitches. So without further ado, let me pause this shit again here. This fucking cunt. Oh, my goodness. Look at this shit. I'm ready to throw my remote, but you know what? I, All right, I so need, you're at 12 seconds. And you're I, still, and no. I, yeah, and I, I paused it, and then I pressed play, and then... 
It's a fucking nightmare. So, without further... Oh, you cocksucker. <laughs> this is unreal. It's fucking unreal. See, look at the delay in this shit. So, we're at eight seconds. We're at eight, eight seconds. Good. But, you know, no, 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 fuck nope. that. Fuck that. I got, I'm a perfectionist. I got to make sure that it gets done All the right. right way. So that when people are listening to this... They can watch along with us. It makes sense. So that sense. we're all on time. We're uh, all on the same page, all right? Yep. So, when I say play, press play. Okay. Three, two, one. The World Wrestling Federation proudly presents WrestleMania. The WWF champion, Ric Flair, defends the title against the number one contender, the Macho Man, Randy Savage. The maniacal... How do you not get hyped up? Start off with that. There's a sign that said Bobby Heenan for new uh, WWF president. That would have been amazing. If- well, you know something? That's I'm, that's funny that you brought that up because Bobby. I think it's universally you know well known amongst wrestling fans. Bobby the Brain Heenan was probably the greatest. Manager of all time. Yeah. Many could say the greatest color commentator of all time. And I'm going to take my hat off because I'm getting sweat. I'm sweating here. The fucking peacock pissed me off. And um, as we're watching Reba McIntyre, as Bobby Heenan would call her, Ariba <laughs> McIntyre, Tito Santana's sister. Um, but Bobby the Brain Heenan as a heel authority figure in the WWF, he probably would have done it better than or close to as good as Vince McMahon did. Several years later. I just think that that's, that would have been an amazing pairing. I mean, him as the president and like, uh, you know, like, yeah, just fucking around with Hogan and Macho Man all the time. That would have been, <laughs> that would have been pretty cool. Yeah. I've never thought of that. I, I think that would have been pretty damn cool. I, I, I would have gotten behind that. That I mean, you know, he didn't controlling the, the matches and the stipulations and who gets the title shots. And especially if he had like Rick, I mean, at that time. In 1992, he was paired with Ric Flair. Ric Flair was the real world's champion. Yeah, as as many of us have uh, have um, dis, you know discussed here. 
um, especially on this podcast. But uh, yeah, uh, Ariba with a standing ovation <laughs> for America the Beautiful that we that we talked over. Maybe we should have played the audio for that, but whatever. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna you know go yeah. crazy over it. But um, yeah, this WrestleMania 30 years ago. What was I doing 30 years ago? I was at my grandfather's house watching this um, on. Live on pay per view. Oh, I'm jealous. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll play the audio for Tito's music. Tito Santana, El Matador. What did you think of Tito Santana? I liked him a lot. Um, my, my his peak for, for, for my liking him was with the uh, the Strike Force, but uh, Rick Martel. Yeah, they were great. Tag I team. love Strike Force. Yeah, they were a great tag team. That, uh, but I always thought, well, well, this is many years after I saw the match, but like uh, when he beat the Undertaker in Brazil, yes, that that, that, uh, that pop he got. That always made me wonder, wonder like, could he be a champion? Well, I, 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 at least, at least in South, if you did a South America tour as his a champion, you would be very successful. Well, you know what? Let's let's talk about that for a minute. There's two things. Number one, I suggest you go out of your way at some point, YouTube it. Tito Santana, Mr. Perfect, Saturday Night's Main Event, July of 1990. Okay, a fantastic match. Fantastic. Probably the best Tito Santana match I ever watched. Okay, better even even better than some of his stuff he did with Greg Valentine for the Intercontinental Title. All right, but this is an excellent point that you brought up here because later this year in 1992, when the WWF was changing direction, when they were moving away from the bigger men and they were going with likes of Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels and 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 names you know younger talent. Tito Santana was one of the names that was considered to be the WWF champion, to take the title off of Ric Flair in the fall of 92. Really? Yeah. Do you know where the location would have been? I don't know where the location would have been, but I know that it was talked about. If it that, was, it was, that it was strongly considered. If, if, it, if they dropped the title on, like, you know, Boys of Idaho, I think that would be like a fart in the wind. But, but, but if they did it in Puerto Rico... Brazil, Latin American yeah, country. Yeah. I, that, that place would explode. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I bet you, you market it now. Tito Santana, the champion, coming to Brazil, coming to Peru, coming coming to Chile. That that uh, and then, that that I really believe he would have sold out those crowds. That, I that, mean, that I he got in Brazil. That that wasn't just like holy shit, the Undertaker lost. That was our man won. Yeah. That that that. Uh, I, uh, I think he could have gone... Well, great. When he came back in the States, I'll have him drop the title. Okay. You so you think it would just be like a short-term thing? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, I don't know how, how I would have felt at the time because I was such a big Hogan, Randy Savage guy. You know, like I was really upset when like Randy Savage was kind of like pushed off to the side. 
as we see a shot there, the Shawn Michaels, uh, the, the. I always loved this duo. Shawn and Sherry was yeah, I, yeah. I, I I was yeah. I got yeah. This was the first time where like, I wouldn't say the first time, but one of the earlier memories I have of like, I mean, I never liked Sherry. But as a kid, I ne- I never liked Sherry either. I didn't even find her attractive, but as an adult, I'm like, as an adult, I yeah, I was like, oh my god, oh, as an adult, the heart, <laughs> yeah. I mean, she was she she had this like like dirty girl side to her that, and she's beautiful. Yeah, I really didn't oh, yeah. really think that. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and you know what's funny about this this matchup here is that this was just kind of thrown together for this WrestleMania. I think this was done to 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 really showcase Sean, but the yeah. original plan was Shawn Michaels, Marty Jannetty. Because it was a few months prior to this, the infamous barbershop incident where Shawn Michaels threw Marty Jannetty through the barbershop window. And I'm yeah. sure you remember that. Of course, yeah. Yeah. And uh, he had, that's a, people talk about like the best like um, heel turns. Yeah, heel turns. I mean, but also I'm trying to get at uh, people who are more in hardcore uh, that that, that uh, you know people have color and stuff like that. Marty Jannetty got a lot of color. Yeah, in he that. did. He bled a lot, yeah. and that was during a period of time where they didn't allow blood. Yeah, in the WWF. And I'll tell a story about this WrestleMania later on when it comes to that. But yeah, no, you're right. I mean, that was. That was a pretty serious thing. Even as a kid watching it. I mean, I was a big Rockers fan. So when I saw Sean throw Marty through the window, I was upset. But yeah. at the same time, I still I still liked Sean. I was still a Sean guy. I don't know. I mean... I don't I don't know if I never saw the barbershop coming. But you know that it was going to... Even me as 11, 12 years old, whatever it was, when uh, when when Sean uh, wrestled Ric Flair for the title, that, that's when I knew, yep, he's turning. This is, this is going to split. That, 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 when, when Flair was WWF champion? Yeah, yeah, when Flair I was champion. I... And Mar- Marty Jannetty, uh, so, so Shawn Michaels on the floor. Uh, that, 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 there, it was like either like a superstar or like a wrestler. R- r- I remember. R- I kind of uh, remember that, uh, it now. Yeah, so, 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 so Ric Flair throws to Shawn Michaels uh, out of the ring. He looks like he's having trouble getting up. The, uh, the rough side got seven, eight. Here comes Marty Jannetty. Throws him back in the ring uh, so he can beat the count. Flair rolls him up for the pin. That's uh, not how I remember it. I, just I do. You know what? I, Marty, I vaguely remember that. Marty in a good-hearted thing fucked over Sean. Yep. And he got... And, 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 and that and was it. The I, wheels started turning. Yep, that's yeah. what I said. Even as a 11-year-old kid, whatever it was, I'm like, it's the show's over. I remember. Yeah. I, re- I vaguely remember the the build up to the breakup. <clears throat> now that you mentioned that, I, I I'm starting to remember that scene, that particular match in general. There was also a, a period of time, um, they, I remember them coming out to, for a match like on a wrestling challenge or superstars, and they were both wearing different gear. They weren't matching, and the announcers brought that up as like a big deal, like. You guys can't game like I think he was even Bobby Heenan. He was like, these guys can't get on the same page. They come out wearing different clothes. They're not even matching. You know, they're supposed to be a team, and that was just like to really fuel the speculation. But then there was the um, the Survivor Series in '91, the fall before this WrestleMania, where the Rockers teamed with the Bushwhackers to take on the Beverly Brothers and the Nasty Boys in a four-on-four match, and. Um, I think it was Marty went to go lift up one of the Nasty Boys, and one of the Nasty Boys' boots hit Sean in the face, and it eliminated Sean out of the match. And that was another point of contention that the two of them had. And um, so, yeah, I mean, now it's all starting to come back to me, but the flair thing yeah. is interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I was always a big I was always a big Rockers guy, which 
really came from my liking for the Rock and Roll Express. Because the Rock and Roll Express were NWA, WCW. And when I saw the Rockers in the WWF, it was like, oh, those are my, you know, I felt like they were my team. Yeah. You know, like, because they resembled the Rock and Roll Express. So I was very, I was disappointed that they split, but at the same time, I, I, I was, I, I was looking forward to seeing what Sean was going to do in his singles. So, but yeah, this match here is pretty much designed to, to, to really get Sean over in a singles role. This will be his first singles WrestleMania, um, which, by the way, I got a little trivia for you. Oh, give it to me. All right. So, Shawn Michaels headlined. I'm sorry. Shawn Michaels opened up three WrestleManias back-to-back. Okay? This match being one of them. Can you name the other two WrestleManias and the opponents that he opened up against? So, nine's easy. Um, Shawn versus Tatanka. Yep, Intercontinental title. And 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 another time he opened... So he did three times, you said? Three in a row, he opened up a WrestleMania. All right, so ten. Oh, no, no, it could be ten. It can't be ten. No. Three in a row, you said? Yep, three in a row. All right, so, so, wait, 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 wait. So, 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 so that's a tricky question. It's singles or, or just... No, he just, he was a, he was in a match that opened oh, okay. WrestleMania. And then one, then, 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 of course, of course, then, 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 then I'm thinking, I'm thinking ahead of myself. I got to think of the tag team. So, 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 so it went seven, eight, nine. So seven, of course, was uh, um, uh, Barbarian, Bar- uh, who Haku, uh, uh, Barbarian Haku versus uh, the Rockers, uh, Rockers, which we watched that match yeah, a couple years one ago. One of my favorites, yeah. yeah. Which which is one of the very underrated openers in WrestleMania history. I oh, got it. Yeah, look at that, good shit. But right good, there. and you know how much I love that match. Yes. Uh, oh, I know. Yeah. Well, I but, figured that would be a shoe in for you. I, I mean, that uh, I maybe I threw you a softball. What was, well, yeah, we really want the softball. What was that spot I love freaking so much? It was, um, when Barbarian so double clothesline oh, both of them, and they oh, fucking so both good. like inside out flipped. Yeah. I, again, Dinah Hill, the best uh, whatever double clothesline of all time. That's pretty cool. It was a, yeah, that, that was cool. good. I, yeah, <laughs> I liked it. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Yep. So, so I mean, I, I don't mean it, but but if I wanted to be a, a hipster, I could be like. Bishon Michaels WrestleMania match Haku Barbarian versus versus the Rockers. You would really, you would really die on that hill. <laughs> no, I would well, not. All right, well, all right. Well, let's let's talk about let's, right. now. You know, we're watching Sean here. Let's talk about some of his WrestleMania matches. You know, of course, you know he had a, a, a classic. I think his first real WrestleMania classic was against obviously the late great Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, who just passed away recently um, in the latter match at WrestleMania ten. But he's had yeah. some other. The well, granted, I did. Uh, I I did. Um, I like Tatanka Sean, but that that uh, I think it went way too long. Went way too long, and the finish sucked. Yeah, give, give, give him give, give him a finish. Yeah, I don't know what they were trying to do. With, I mean, obviously they saw more in Sean than they did Tatanka. Yeah, um, oh, but, great move. <laughs> but I, I look at the look at the the stands up in, up in the the bleachers up there. A lot of empty seats. I remember on commentary oh, yeah. they were saying that there was a late arrival for fans piling into this, the to the Hoosier Dome, but I heard that this WrestleMania did not do very well attendance wise. You could tell, yeah. Um, you could definitely tell with the lighting, but as as the as the night goes on, that yeah. will that will change. But um, what do you think if you look at Shawn Michaels? You know, he's he's known as Mister WrestleMania. Yep. You define him as Mister WrestleMania. What's the one match that defines Shawn Michaels? 
and his and his work at WrestleMania. All right. What's the one match that comes to mind? First thing that comes to mind when you look at Shawn Michaels and when they say Mr. WrestleMania. Oh, look at that. Super kick. So I you're splitting hairs between the ladder match and, and Brett. Uh, really? Yeah. Okay. And him going down that zip line is so iconic. Is it that, 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 uh, but the he, match, what do you think of the match itself? I liked it. I mean, you like the I, Iron Man I, match? I'm not, I'm not as. Some people, some people gaga for it. I don't. Uh, yeah, it's just, so, I think it's overrated. That's just me. I personally. think that's fair. I really do. I think, I think it's overrated. It's a good match. It is. It's not. It's not an immortal match that people make no. it out to be. I, I. I mean. I think the moment, like you said, with the zip line, yeah. and then when he wins the belt and he's holding the belt up to his chest and he's sitting there and you know the boy and Vince is like the boyhood dream has come true, pal. Yeah. Like you know, like that stuff, like that makes it. But the match itself, like for years, I'll be honest with you, I watched it and I was like, there's nothing special about this match. Like the wrestling's great, but I don't know. I just didn't really like. I didn't get into the whole idea that like. Neither of them could beat the other one yeah. for 60 minutes, and then they go into overtime, and then it's one win, sudden death. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't buy into that. Um, I, I just thought like, it was too long, and, I, and you could tell by watching it, there's periods of time where the audience is just like, they're bored. Yeah. Like, that audience was bored. I mean, I don't care what anyone says. I know they've done retrospectives on the match with Sean and Brett and Pat Patterson, who was the one that really set the match up. But I don't think that audience was into that match as much as people say they were. I gotta rewatch it, but but I bet you're right. An hour is rough. But I will say this: I watched it a couple of years ago. Yeah. I, I start to finish, and even though I still think the match is overrated, I appreciated the story that they were telling. You know what I mean? I I, I had an appreciation for the actual story itself. So maybe. I was a little too hard on my assessment of the match, but I didn't think that, um, I didn't think it, looking back on it, like watching it in recent years, yeah. that it was as overrated as I thought it was. I still think it's overrated, but, oh, one, two, three, nice Michaels with the win over El Matador, Arriba, Tito Santana. Um, so you think that it's toss up between the ladder match and the Iron Man match? I know, so, when I, I, you gotta go with the Iron Man match just because he won the championship, the zip line, all that, all that jazz. Okay, I, I think that moment is a little more iconic than, than the uh, than the latter match. Okay, me personally, maybe because I'm biased, and this is my favorite. This is my favorite wrestling match of all time. Not just WWE match, mm-hmm. not just WrestleMania match, but my favorite wrestling match of all time to watch. The match with Undertaker at WrestleMania 25. Okay, Sean and Undertaker, the first one. The which I think, um, I think is is the the greatest wrestling match of all time, the greatest WrestleMania match of all time. People may argue that Steamboat Savage was better, um, but for me, I felt like Shawn. I think when I look at WrestleMania and Shawn Michaels' work in WrestleMania, um, I look at it like you know Undertaker WrestleMania twenty five. Yeah. Just, the way that that match was laid out and everything that just went with it, it was just. I just I, like. I the, love that match. I always like a match where it's like, you know, where your expectations get blown out out of your way. And that was one of them, of course. Yeah. I, everyone going in, Undertaker, Shawn Michaels is going to be this great match, but no one knew like it was going to be like, yeah, that 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 that, uh, that that when people talk about greatest Super Bowls, you uh, that that that. Uh, 
it, it's like the same thing, like, like with Sean, with Sean, with Sean Undertaker. It's like, yeah, you just automatically put that like, like if that's not in your Mount, your Mount Rushmore of like best WrestleMania matches. You you did it wrong. Yeah. Here we see the Legion of Doom making their return to the WWF. Um, they were not a part of this match, uh, part of this card. But this was the introduction of Paul Ellering. So let's take a listen to this promo here. Because we dare to be great. And we've always 
we beat people for it. Oh, there's the hand that rocks the cradle. They're very good. And when my boys are bad, <laughs> they're very bad. And I am the procurator of destruction. I have come for one reason and one reason only. It is the small, minute detail that separates the good from the great. It is those small details that are going to propel us back to the tag team titles that rightfully belong to the LOD. Yeah. Mr. Gino Glenn, we don't care if it's the genius and the Beverly Brothers. We don't care if it's the nasty boys and Jimmy Hart. Or we don't care if it's money incorporated. We're not going to let down the little Lisa and Dovers. We're not letting down nobody. Ain't that right, Hawk? Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So, here's my question for you. Okay. All right. Shoot. So, you see Paul Ellering. Yep. You see the Legion of Doom. Yep. You see these badass motherfuckers yep. wanting to kick, 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 just kick the shit out of yep. everybody. I'm waiting for it. Let's do it. So, you're Vince. You look at them. You're like, the missing link to this operation, the fucking puppet. What do <laughs> you think was going through Vince McMahon's mind to give Paul Ehring the fucking puppet? Goddamn, pal. You need a, you need a, a, a ventriloquist. You need a dummy. It only, it only makes sense, you know. We'll name him Rocco, and he'll he'll give you advice heading into your matches. He may even be part of the finish. God damn it, pal! We'll give him the fucking belt. Yeah, I thought that was. I, I'll be honest. Yeah, I'm. You know, I was waiting for you to bring that one up. I I thought that was silly as we're watching the, the one of my favorite. I'm uh, sorry. One, yeah, one of my favorite uh, promos or whatever you want to call Jake Roberts, yeah, oh, so Paul Bear on the slams his hand, locks him in the coffin yep. as we're watching. Everyone's here. looking strong. Yeah, no, the dummy was stupid. Uh, to, to, yeah. to put an end to that, the dummy was it was dumb. It, it was stupid. Um, but yeah, moving on to this here. Did you know that Jake the Snake Roberts held up Vince? Before this WrestleMania? I didn't know that. So, according to Jake, it's been said in numerous shoot interviews over the years, Jake was Jake claims that he was offered the position to be the head booker of the WWF. Wow. Pat Patterson was going to leave and retire. Yeah. Uh, and Jake was going to come, you know, come in and take take the spot. And when he, you know, when he was trying to confirm this with Vince, Vince said that Pat was going to stay and they were going to go in a different direction. And so Jake went to Vince and said, I want out of my contract and I will not wrestle Undertaker at this WrestleMania unless you get me out of my contract. So they got him out of the deal and he ended up working this match. And not long after, he would end up going to WCW. Where he would feud with Sting for a little bit. I don't remember any of that. You I don't remember that? I know he was in WCW, but I don't remember any of his shit. Okay. The, the, his debut was pretty cool. 
Um, he like attacked Sting in a tag match. It was like Sting and Nikita against like Rick Rude and someone else from the Dangerous Alliance. Okay. Jake came in, hit Sting with a chair, then nails nails him with a DDT, and uh, takes the um, the gold cross that Jake was wearing, or maybe it was Sting's. I don't remember. And he kind of like draped it over Sting's chest, and he was pretty much there to torture Sting. Um, like I said, they had a, they had you know a rivalry that lasted till. I mean, Jake wasn't in WCW for long. He debuted in the summer of '92, and he quit after. Um, Halloween Havoc in okay. October. Um, and the story I've heard was was that Jake was offered a substantial amount of money to go to WCW. And that when Bill Watts came in and was named the executive vice president of wrestling operations, he pretty much cut Jake's contract and renegotiate him. Uh, Jake was set to make close to three quarters of a million dollars um, a year. And he was supposed to, he was, he was set to make like sting Ric yeah. Flair type of money in WCW. And uh, Bill Watts cut the contract and he got paid significantly less. And him and Watts never really liked each other from their days in, in the territories when Watts was running mid South and Jake had the snake and he didn't think the snake was, you know, appropriate for the gimmick and thought it was like sideshow and circus, but um, Jake would leave uh, WCW in October of 92 and uh, wouldn't return to the WWF until 1996. So he was out of wrestling for a few years after this. But this year, um, Undertaker, Jake the Snake. I like the pairing as a, as, a, as, a, as a tandem. Yeah. I thought they were pretty cool as a, as a, as a tandem. Um, but this was the first time that I can remember as a, as a, as a kid that they took someone who universally looked like a bad guy, just like cosmetically in The Undertaker, and oh look at that look at that that look that's yeah, there. I love and, Zombie Taker. This is my favorite Undertaker. This right your here. favorite version of Undertaker? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I I I didn't. I don't know when I thought of Undertaker and the look and everything. I was like. He's not a good guy, but they made him into a good guy, and then over time, like it made me believe that he yeah. was a good guy, you know. But I didn't, I didn't buy into this. Now, the original plan, from what I've heard, was because there were a lot of this WrestleMania. If you talk, if, if if you want to talk about, you know, a lot left on the table, this WrestleMania, there was, there was a potentially several different matchups in place: Hogan and Savage. Or Hogan and Flair was supposed to be the big main event for the title. That was the talk. And then Jake and Savage were supposed to wind down their feud at this WrestleMania. Um, and the rumor I heard was that Undertaker was supposed to wrestle Sid at this WrestleMania. But they, they changed direction with Hogan and um, Flair and moved on to Hogan and Sid. And then Flair and Savage, which then led to this. There was, I mean, imagine, let's let's... Put this into perspective here. Imagine this WrestleMania card. Shawn Michaels, Marty Jannetty, Battle of Former Rockers. Yep. You got Bret Hart and Roddy Piper for the Intercontinental title. Yep. Undertaker and Sid. Okay. Jake the Snake and Randy Savage in some side of some 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 kind of blow off feud. Maybe a cage match. Yep. And Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair for the WWF championship. 
How how crazy is that that, that that Flair and Hogan didn't didn't, didn't close the show? Like, like, that they didn't even have a match on this card. Or did they ever even have a pay per view match? I not mean, in WWF. I know. Yeah. No. Yeah. Not in WWF. Isn't that madness? That's crazy. You know what? I I I, I don't know what to believe, but I've heard. I've heard a number of different theories. I've heard that with the federal government breathing down Vince's neck in the upcoming steroid trial, yeah. that they that that they decided to shift shift uh, course and kind of move Hogan away because Hogan. This is this is right around the same time when Hogan went on Arsenio Hall and lied about taking steroids, and the federal government, the DEA, actually. Um, uh, busted the WWF locker room in, I think it was like Sacramento somewhere, not too long before this show. And they didn't find anything, but it was like some big drug raid that they were expecting to find like steroids everywhere. Yep. And they and they didn't end up finding it, at least in the locker room at that time in the night. But the theory I've heard was, was that Flair and Hogan didn't happen for a number of reasons. One theory I've heard was, was when they worked the house show loops in like New York and Boston and a lot of big markets, it didn't draw very well. I don't know how, I mean, I'm not, I wasn't there. You know, I don't, I'm not an accountant. I don't know what the, the numbers were. Yeah. Um, so I couldn't really tell you. Another theory I've heard was, was that Hogan and Flair, there was politics involved. Flair didn't want, Hogan didn't want to lose. Flair didn't want to drop the belt. Um Hogan was going to go away for a little while. Why would you give Hogan the belt if he's going to walk away for a little while, etc.? Um, you know, honestly, I wouldn't have minded Hogan and Flair for the title. Hogan wins, and then maybe they do an injury angle on like a superstars, and like they take out Hogan, you know, or maybe like Sid takes out Hogan, and then you put you, you send Hogan away for a little while. He does his thing, and then you build up his return at a later date. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then they could set up a tournament to determine who's the new champion. You know, I wouldn't have minded that. Um, <clears throat> you know, those are just, those are just a few of the theories I've heard for for why Hogan and Flair didn't happen. I don't know how much I believe. I honestly think it's got a little bit to do with the steroid trial coming because Hogan's comments on Arsenio Hall put a lot of heat on on the company from from what I've read. And I think it also plays into the fact that he was going to go away. So why do Hogan Flair on pay-per-view in a big match only for, um, oh, right here, DDT, mm, yeah. boom. See, I, I love the fact that back then the DDT meant something. Now everybody does the DDT and it's a transition move. It's, yep. not, it's, not, a, it's not a finish anymore. When Jake the Snake or Arn Anderson did the DDT, it's over. you knew it was over. Yeah. You know? But... Except here, because Paul Bear is going to, oh, my Undertaker, <laughs> oh, yes, he's here, he's coming, my Undertaker, he's rising up from the dead, Jake the Snake, you better be scared, <laughs> oh, yes. That's pretty good. I, 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 I you know, yeah. I, I do what I can. You know what he should have did, though? He should have, like, right now, yeah, give him another one, and then he gets up, and yeah. another one, and then boom, then, yeah, tombstone. Yeah. But, um, yeah, those, those are just some of the theories. But imagine, a, a WrestleMania, Hogan yeah. Flair, Sid and Undertaker, Jake and Randy Savage, Brett and Piper, Sean and Marty. I mean, that's five huge matches for a WrestleMania card. And then you could fill in with whatever you wanted to fill in, you know? 
That, to me, that would have been pretty cool. That would have been a WrestleMania I would have gotten behind. Yeah. But not to say that I didn't like this WrestleMania, because we're watching it. It's one of my favorites of all time. So. It's just, yeah, Marty Giannetti, um Shawn Michaels made a lot more sense at Tito Santana Well, Shawn Michaels. Janetti, okay, apparently was let go. He actually, I'm sorry. So the story I heard was, was that the reason why the Rockers had split up was because Janetti was upset at a payoff that they got for a Wheaties cereal box. Oh. <laughs> That's the safest tombstone I ever saw in my yeah, life. Yeah, Jake's head didn't go, anywhere <laughs> go near the floor at all. Not saying I wanted him to drop yeah, it on his yeah, head, but I mean, that camera angle looked pretty suspect, yeah. you know? Um, there was no there was no creating, recreating magic there, but he's selling it. He's selling it, which yeah. is good, you know? But yeah, this will be the end of the match here, I believe. Um but Janetti was upset at a payoff that the Rockers got for a weedy cereal box that he told Vince that they quit and di- and Sean didn't know it. And then Sean was like, what are you doing? Like, I didn't say I wanted to leave. And so then they kind of had words or whatever. Uh-huh. And then that was when they decided to, you know, Sean was like, well, I'm going to stay. And then they set the angle up and um, they decided not to, you know, not to renew Marty's deal. But, uh, Undertaker here with the win over Jake the Snake Roberts. Yes, my Undertaker. He won the match. God damn it. Oh, yes. Did I miss it? Did someone get hit over the head with the the urns? No. Well, it's been dead. Yeah, I think it was dented before that. Okay. I think personally. That's just me. But um, Undertaker with the win over Jake the Snake. And this would would make him 2-0. In WrestleMania streak history. He beat Snook of the year before. Hey, Hall of Famer. He's Jake the Snake. Hall of Famer. Yeah, he's going in the Hall of Fame this yeah. year. Um, which is Oh, let's listen to this promo. This is good here. Piper and Brad. These two men are meeting for the World Wrestling Federation Intercontinental title. Champion Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Yeah. His opponent, a former IC champion himself, number one contender, Brett the Hitman Hart. You know, Gentlemen, we have arrived. We, we have arrived. You know, I got to say, first of all, man, I got to tell you how much I love your family. I got to tell you how much I love your mom. I know you. I know this guy since he's been on the idol of Grasshopper. I know. I remember when they were changing your body pads. I remember even when, of course, you were potty trained till he was seven, but ah, <laughs> everybody's got their fuck. Let's get back to ringside. Hey. Former Paul, you know who 
Roddy Piper, the classic Intercontinental title match coming up next here on our WrestleMania 8 watch-along. Um, so, that uh, heel Roddy Roddy Piper is by far mid, the early to, to, to mid-80s heel Roddy Roddy Piper. It's my favorite Piper of all time. However, my second favorite Roddy Roddy Piper, this Roddy Piper right now. I fucking love this Piper. He I mean, looks you, awesome. He's talking awesome still. Yeah. You, <laughs> I mean, you can make an argument. Let's let you know. I, I agree with you. Piper's best stuff was when he was facing Hogan and the build up to yeah. WrestleMania, those first couple of years, you know, with Mr. T, all that stuff. That's Piper's best work, yeah. in my opinion. But you can make an argument that Roddy Piper was the first, like, rebel in wrestling. Like, the he he didn't change anything. And the people still loved him. Like, he didn't change the way he, he carried himself. Yeah. The way he talked. You know? It was just who he was facing. Like, I think he like he, tur- he turned babyface before WrestleMania 3 when he had the match with uh, Adrian Adonis. Um, as, he, as we see him coming down to the, the aisle with the Intercontinental Championship. But, yeah. I mean, Roddy Piper. I mean, he's an all-time great. You know? Hot yeah. Rod. You know? Just when you think they've got the answers. <laughs> I've changed the questions. Oh, yeah. Oh, RP, Roddy Piper. Oh, yeah. That was pretty good. I'm on and a roll uh, today, aren't I? My, 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 my impressions are on point here, I, and, uh, I will say. But, uh, no, Roddy Piper, 80s heel Roddy Piper, best. Nobody could touch him. Now, what do you think of... All right. Yep. What do you think of, where do you think Roddy Piper stands in terms of greatest talkers of all time? Oh, he's right there. Um. All right. Great talk. Ma- is he on a Mount? Is he a Mount- on a Mount Rushmore? I don't or is know. He in a I league- know you put him in the spot. You're, you're, all right. So, all right. So right, right off the bat, the only the only person I can just say to say is better is Heaton. Um. Yeah. Uh, well, well, you know what? Pause right. that for a minute. Yeah. Because while we're on that subject, okay. we're gonna play the commentary for the opening parts of this match with Piper and Brett. Heenan's got some hilarious stuff that I think is worth is worth mentioning here. Let's play the audio. Have they ever met before in the ring? I don't know that. You don't know a lot of things from broadcast journalists. I didn't care to find out. Oh, how do you like that, Mr. Know-it-all? Do you have a banana to peel or something? No. <laughs> eye to eye, nose to nose. Help up lost hair. Are they saying anything? No, no. they're just staring at each other. Just looking. Two ugly people looking at each other. That's fun. <laughs> Hot Rod, of course, did tremendously well in the Golden Gloves. The Hitman doesn't want to mix it up with the Mr. Club. Golden Gloves, that's amateur punk stuff. Amateur punk stuff? You don't get paid for that, do you? No, it's amateur punk oh, stuff. please. The only thing support Monsoon is the gold, the money. The green. That's the only thing that's important to you. There are other The cash, the Samoyans. The lettuce. The Missoula. You know. I'd use my speed, I'd use my agility, the quickness, 
waiting for there was a part in, in the commentary where Heenan, Heenan was talking about um, he once uh, he, he once wrestled a guy and the guy gave up during instructions which I thought was kind of funny <laughs> but um, you, know, you know what I miss about wrestling commentary was what Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon had just illustrated there talking about the strategy that each wrestler would use to go after the other guy I thought that was genius and something that's missing in today's wrestling yeah but getting back to what we were talking about earlier Rowdy Rowdy Piper where do you put him on the greatest talkers list? I mean, you said Heenan. All right. Heenan's up there. You're what, not going to agree with, with one, one of these guys. Because, because, because uh, I, I think CM Punk is a better talker. Get the than fuck him. out of my I, house right I, now. I really do. I can't believe you just said that. Uh, that, that uh, you, you, might, you might be losing your co-hosting privileges. Here's the deal. That, that, you that, think CM Punk is a better talker than Roddy Pike? I do. Because, because, All right, I want to hear this shit. I want to hear this bullshit. Go ahead. Maybe because... I'll, well, maybe because it's just the uh, maybe the error of the, the like, where we're still a little bit of cartoony. Like, like even take uh, like 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 their their promo with like, like before this match, the right? pre-match with it Gene. Was, it, it still was a little like a. What the fuck was that? It's like the circus. No, I know that, but what 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 was? Why was it? Well, he was like you know being all wacky and like that, that being maybe, maybe like. So you still silly. think he was cartoonish? I, I really do. That okay. that that uh, that uh, that uh, and and CM Punk could I don't know that Ryder right Piper was like you know kind of like like the, the, the kid that, that, that's like that's like on the playground that's gonna like you know that's like gonna throw like dirt in your eyes like you know neener 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 type of guy right? He was a bully. And not really a bully. But I, I don't know, like like when he talked, it was more like like two, two like like two kids on a playground about to fight. You know what I mean? Like CM Punk, like like when serious. What makes CM Punk better than Roddy Piper on the microphone? Uh, that's I, what I'm trying to say. What makes Punk better? So so when Punk, like a Punk promo, that it's like all right, we're gonna go like you know you know downtown Chicago. And we're, and we're gonna fight, you know, you know, behind a bar, you know what I mean? And Roddy Piper kind of, kind of came off to me like, you know, like, like I said, like, like, like the kids are, are, are like, like a playground. It was, it was a childlike promo, is what you're trying exactly, to say? Yeah. Okay. Um, before the the WWE, he was exact opposite. That 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 uh, that that. Uh, but granted, like a lot of that is hazy for me because I'm so young. Like, I remember like the WWF, like Roddy Piper. I always thought he was. Like a little cartoon. All right, so so CM Punk. What era of CM Punk are you referring to? Are you talking about like Ring of Honor? Are you talking about you know I'm talking Pipe Bomb no, no, 2011? I'm, I'm talking after the ECW WWF. That 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 after after that CM Punk till he left the WWE. That that that. Uh, but you that, think that version of him on the microphone was better than Roddy Piper? Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, that, that, like, better than '80s Roddy Piper. 
Here's the thing, like I said, like I. All right, so you're talking about this version of Piper, Babyface Roddy Piper? Oh no, not even that. Or take uh, the coconut to uh, snook his head. To snook his head. Piper. You're fucking high, man. I don't know where you get this shit from. But uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I just, I just, I, the, the, the CM. You Punk prefer felt real. you prefer the, the the CM Punk's way of delivering a promo as opposed to Roddy Piper's. Yes, because I like like. CM Punk is like two adults. They're pissed off each other, and we're gonna fight in a parking lot. That, 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 that's what I felt. Where like I said, more aggressive, but this yeah. version, but this version of Piper, you felt was a little more cartoonish. Yeah, was, like, was, like two kids are fighting in the sandbox. Okay, but that still makes Punk better than Piper on the. I'm just trying to understand this here. So I did, no, overall, you think this makes Punk better on the microphone than Piper? No, that, that, that's just this one example. I, like, okay. I just felt like overall, uh, like 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 CM Punk really, really made me feel like these two guys hate each other and they really want to fight each other. Where, where kind of like Piper is like you know, like I said, like 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 the kid that's gonna go around like you know. Okay, so all right, so all right, you're you're referring to this promo, but what yeah. about Piper's eighty stuff? Like especially the stuff with Mister T. Like when when like when it's been well documented by Piper and yeah. Mr. T himself that they both did not like each other legitimately, and you could see it in some of those. Have you seen any of those the the, the, the interactions on the microphone between those two back and forth? I remember, yeah. Okay, so you think? Do you think that the the the, the content you're referring to when it comes to punk, yeah, is more realistic? Like you said, like oh, like 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 the pipe bomb, right? I know that's the most famous one, right? Since you mentioned arguably the, the coconut or the Mr. T stuff is the most famous stuff. So for Piper, yeah. So so, so, so let's get let's go nuclear bomb versus nuclear bomb per se, right? Like that that. Uh, so Punk's pipe bomb is better than absolutely. It Piper's so real. Piper's promos. With it, Mr. It, that T. was real and fake at the same time. You know what I mean? It was to see a Punk character with the real dude. Like, <laughs> that, that you know what I mean? But, but granted, where obviously Vince said. Say whatever you fuck you want to say. All right. Uh, <laughs> I, I I don't know. I mean, I, I disagree. But even now, like, 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 even but like, you're entitled to your opinion. I'm yeah. not. I mean, I don't know. I, I I I think Roddy Piper's. I think Roddy Piper and his promo ability, his '80s stuff, does laps around anything CM Punk's ever cut on the microphone. That's just me. And I'm not saying Punk's a bad promo. Yeah. You know, because if there's one thing about him that I do like is his ability to fucking talk on the microphone. Because okay? the, I'm not a fan yeah. of him. You know that. We've talked about this. But I, I do believe that, he, that his promos and his ability to tell a story with his words are, are of the modern era, yeah. of the last decade. He's up there in the top, like, when it comes to promo ability. Like, I, 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 will, I will say that. I will say that. Okay. Um, but anything he does, anything he's done, being better than Roddy Piper in the eighties? Yeah. Oh, oh Jesus Christ! I don't know what the fuck you've been smoking. But, it's been a while since we've hung out and done this shit. But I, I'll give you three guys in the attitude <laughs> era that I think are better too. That, that or, better than Piper? Yeah, that, 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 I like Mankind. That, 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 that uh, Mankind, Mick Foley, Stone Cold, and The Rock. I think all three of them as well. All right, Mankind is a different promo. Because he can do any character. He can, he, can, he can do a face. He can do a heel. Like, 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 like the gimmicks. 
That's what made him so good, man. Right, so who's your Mount Rushmore of, of talkers? All right, all right. Bobby Let's Heenan. Bobby, Bobby Heenan is by far the, the George Washington. Okay. The, 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 uh, so I'll go Bobby Heenan. Go Rock and Maivia. The gotta Rock. Go, gotta go CM Punk. And I don't know. All these are so good. Uh, I'm thinking managers and wrestlers and... I, I got it, like I said, okay, so, 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 yeah, so, so Bobby Heenan's my number one. Bobby Heenan, Punk, Rock, who's your fourth guy? Because I'm not trying to be a hipster, I'm trying to put, put Piper in here, but I gotta go Stone Cold. That, that, uh, Stone Cold could just go, what? And the, pla- and the crowd the goes, goes fucking nuts, bananas. Yeah. Okay. So, 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 I gotta go, I gotta go Rock. Then, uh, so Bobby Heenan's number one, and all the other guys in no particular Fun. order. Okay. I, I'm, I'm. I'm very surprised, but I mean, it's your opinion. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try to sway you by any means. I just disagree with it. Um, I mean, I put Piper on the Mount Rushmore with Bobby Heenan. I put him up there with The Rock and Dusty Rhodes. Those are my four. Oh, I forgot about Dusty. You know, those are those are my four guys. Yeah. I, I that's a good list. You know, um, yeah. I I mean, we're, I'm, we're obviously missing people. I, we're just, like, well, I mean, it's four. Spot. You're going yeah. have four up there. Yeah. Those are your four. You know, I just I got to think. I, I know I disagree I'm with somebody. Punk's involvement up there, but I mean, it, just, it is it what just, it is. It seems so real to me. At times, yes, that, I, can, I, I can't era, argue that. that. I can't argue that at all. That era of wrestling, though, like it's my second least favorite. My current wrestling is obviously my least favorite. I can't even watch it anymore. Uh, that that, that uh, I even survived the Triple H, uh, the you know that whole Triple H of Hell shit. That um, survived uh, the mid '90s stuff. That uh, but this current stuff, I just can't do it. But granted, that late 2000s stuff wasn't very good either. That that, that uh, but CM Punk, that that, that uh, or yeah, early you know that yeah, no, I get uh, what 2009, 2012 ish was not a I don't think we're good years. Yeah, it wasn't w- the best. W- 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 wasn't but the best. I, th- I, th- I love that summer in punk, and it was just him talking, and it felt so freaking real. Yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, I get it. Um, what is really good is this match here that we've been talking over, yeah. because you have the fucking balls and the audacity to say that CM Punk is a better promo than Roddy Piper. Well, I mean, it's opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I respect your opinion. I just yeah. don't agree with it. I would um, never put, granted, he's a good worker too, but I would never put... CM Punk in my top twenty, whatever, Brett's workers, whatever. But you gotta give him, man. He he got he got the gift, gift the gift of gab, man. He really yes, he could talk. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deny that. Um, Piper here introducing the ring bell to this match um, with Bret Hart. Uh, I like it. Yeah, he's finally you know the like you know starting to heal it yeah, up. Yeah, heal it Let's up. Let's play the commentary yeah. for this. Finish right here. Yep. Piper puts him in the sleeper, and Brett's going to uh, Brett's going to kick his feet back and momentum. 
Slings Piper back with Brett's shoulders on top of Piper's. And the win here. And your new World Wrestling Federation Intercontinental Champion, Brett the Hitman Hart over Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Um, interesting fact here. Interesting little story, anecdote. When I watched this show 30 years ago uh, with my father, it was my friend Dima and I watched it at my grandfather's house. My father was there. My grandfather and my grandmother were actually in Florida looking for houses. At the time, I didn't know this. But uh, my father was watching this match. And my father, who's not a big wrestling fan, um, had I remember him when I was a kid, him saying, "You know, this is a real. That was a really good match. Those guys really beat each other up pretty good." Um, and a lot of people consider this to be a very underrated WrestleMania match. It gets lost in the shuffle for sure. It definitely does. I think. Um, I think the dynamic of the fact that like Piper wasn't really a heel. And you know Brett was kind of coming into his own. This is Brett. This would be the second time he won the Intercontinental Championship. He beat Mr. Perfect at SummerSlam a year prior to win it the first time. Uh, but Brett would win it back here from Piper at this WrestleMania. But yeah, great finish here. This yep. finish was also used once in a match with Steve Austin at Survivor Series in 1996. Um, oh yeah, 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 and. Talked about blood earlier, but Bret Hart in his book has said that um, you know there was a no blood policy in the WWF, and he uh, he claimed that um, you know he accidentally hit his head on the steps or the pole or whatever, and Vince bought it. But in real life, he ended up uh, cutting himself to add more dr- dr- dramatics <laughs> to the match. Uh, now we got Lex Luger, the introduction of Lex Luger to the World Wrestling Federation here. Uh, with Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monster. Let's put it for this. But it's everybody's pleasure worldwide watching this show right now. My hat's off to you. I've been watching the standards of excellence that you're putting forth in the broadcasting field right this very moment are almost unparalleled. Now, I can't say the same for the fat guy. What? That's <laughs> question, but as far as you know, Bobby, incredible. Speaking of incredible, only you, Bobby, can pull this off to have live and in living color for the first time from my very own home, the total package Lex Luger, because I know what a thrill it must be for everyone out there. Hey, he said a mouthful. But what's going to happen when you step on stage, Lex? Who are you going to be competing against, and can they match up, or can't they? Tell them. Come on. Well, you know, Bobby, last year at the inaugural WBF show, they advertised it as the greatest bodies on the planet Earth. But you know, it was a closed party. The greatest body on the planet Earth, everybody knows, unless they've been locked up in Siberia with no access to television, newspapers, or magazines, the most genetically gifted, anatomically perfect human being on the face of this Earth is Lex Luger. So how can you have a best body on the planet Earth contest without Lex Luger being there? Yeah, there's some well-built guys. You've got your Gary Stridums, your Mike Christians, your Eddie Robinsons, and a whole plethora of well-built guys. But let's face it, Bobby. When you talk about physiques, comparing Lex Luger to anybody else is like apples and oranges. I am just head and shoulders above the rest. You hey. found somebody more conceited than you are. Thank you. <laughs> hey, give us a look. Make this a special event. Give us a look at the body. Give us a peek. 
Give us a big well, you know, Bob, I tend to be a little modest. I know everybody's just dying to see what's lurking beneath this top here right now. But I guess I would give it. Now, now keep in mind, Bobby, that it's only been about, oh, a week and a half. Most of the other competitors trained for years to hope to look like this. But I'd say just a few days off the Snickers bars, as you can possibly see. Jesus. Thanks, Jack. Total package Lex Luger has it all, whether it's arms, shoulders, chest, traps, legs. That's why they call me the Total Package. Well, he knows all the parts anyway. You know, we can see the results of training, but nutrition is also very important. Speaking of nutrition, buddy. Snap that fingers, look at that. That's, oh. that's class. Excuse me. <laughs> Here's to you, pal. That body's for you. For me, huh? <laughs> I hope he knows more about bodybuilding than he does about judging broadcast talent. Earlier on, we had a chance to talk to some of the... That was the... Um, I don't know if you remember this, but that was when Vince tried to uh, uh, throw his his hat in the ring for bodybuilding. The World Bodybuilding yeah, Federation. Remember. You remember that? Yeah. And it's a kind of ironic that, you know, a few months prior... Uh, or not long before this, I should say. We pulled it. That, uh, that um, you know, they get busted by the feds, or the feds are breathing down their necks for a uh, steroid trial. But um, it was a month and a half before this appearance that Luger dropped the WCW title to Sting at Super Brawl 2. And per Luger's contract, um, he worked so many dates with WCW that they would have had to have paid him extra if he were to have worked more. And so his contract was running out and per the agreement that he had, he couldn't compete for another wrestling organization for almost a year. So that's where they got away with the, um, the bodybuilding uh, stipulation. So that was when they were going to launch the WBF as we see the participants in the eight man tag team match coming up. Big boss man, Virgil hacksaw, Jim Duggan, and Sergeant Slaughter taking on the Mountie, the Nasty Boys, and the Repo Man. So I got a trivia question for you. Okay. Who broke Virgil's nose? Shit. It wasn't Nails. Nope. Who was it? Psycho Sid. He took off the turnbuckle. Oh, off yes! Superstars wrestling. Yes! He took off the, uh, the turnbuckle and he did the uh, snake eyes. Oh, yes! <laughs> okay, that was when they were building up Sid for Hogan. Yeah, yep. so they had him beat on Virgil. All right. I Okay. All right. Why did you say Neil's? I'm like, was it Neil's? I'm like, no, no, no. I was like, oh, Sid. No, I don't think it was. But here, let's play this. This is fun. Ray Combs, the um, Ray Combs from uh, Family Feud, does a little survey in the ring. This is pretty funny. It gives me great pleasure to be here at Wrestlemania. You know, feuds are my business. And today, I have the privilege to introduce a match that will pit eight of the greatest, meanest wrestlers against each other in two teams of four. Although there is no survey that can tell who will win, who will be called good, who will be called evil, I will now introduce our teams. In our first team, I will introduce, even though I cannot survey who you think win, I did go to the crowd and I asked 100 people 
for a survey of the words to describe each opponent here today. <laughs> this is good. In this corner, we have a man, the survey said, the Mountie. A man who doesn't. A man who doesn't know the meaning of the word fear. But then again, they said there's a lot of words he does not know the meaning of. Only <laughs> <laughs> in the survey. It's a survey. It's a survey, and they also said that as a law enforcement officer, he does the work of three men. Curly, Larry, and Moe. <laughs> the survey said. And joining him, joining him is Repo Man. Love the, the Repo Man. people in, the, in this Hoosier Dome said that no one can call him Two-Faced, because if he was, he would darn sure be wearing the other one right now. <laughs> That's still great. That is good. I'm just telling what the survey said. Apparently they knew of his childhood. He was an unwanted child. His parents were disappointed when they first saw him. They were hoping for a boy. That's what the survey said. <laughs> and last but not least, of our first team, final two making the four, the Nasty Boys, ladies and gentlemen. The Nasty Boys. Our survey of 100 people said we have two men sharing one brain. <laughs> Before I get to the next team, one last thing the survey said about the Nasty Boys. When it comes to their success in wrestling, there's just one word that you can wrap it up in, and that is lucky. <laughs> <laughs> well, he took, he did good. He took, he took, that was pretty good. Yeah. He weaseled a little way out. Yeah. But yeah, and I miss him so much. I, he was... I, I'm not. I'm not saying this to be a hipster. I really mean this. He was my favorite Family Feud host. He was so good at it. Yeah, I, I watched Family Feud when I was a kid. Yeah, I was unfortunate. He was. Um, he was. Uh, you know, he was actually a close friend of Bobby Heenan's in real life. Really? Yeah, I read Bobby Heenan's book. They were close friends, and uh, they became friends after this event. I believe they they, they grew a friendship and. Um, yeah, he knocked it out of the park with that the little thing he did there. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, I mean what. I mean, the best celebrity interaction in wrestling is of one it has two components. Number one, I feel like you have to be a fan, and two, you have to kind of humble yourself in the wrestling world. Like you're not like you know, if you're a movie star, you're an actor, or an entertainer, yeah. and you come in and you try to present yourself as bigger than the the the, the wrestling itself, then I feel like fans won't buy it, but if you get yourself immersed in it, then and you're you're having fun with it, then the audience will appreciate it more. At least that's what I think. I you totally know, agree. When it comes to celebrity involvement, you know, and there's been some there's been some good celebrities, and there's been some fucking shit celebrities in, in, yeah. in, in WrestleMania history. Um, what have been some of your favorite celebrity interactions? I mean, this year's WrestleMania. I don't know yeah. if you know this, but you know, Pat McAfee. Of the Pat McAfee show is going to wrestle Austin yep. Theory. I liked his match against Cole. So, so. Adam Cole, yeah. So yeah. I think there'll be a good one. Johnny yeah. Knoxville of Jackass is going to wrestle Sami Zayn in oh, an Anything Goes match. So I would imagine that you're going to see some Jackass style bumps yeah. and stunts. And then Logan Paul, who is a social media sensation yeah, in the he, last couple of years. He's the guy that boxed the, the, the Knicks guy, right? Mayweather. Yeah. He boxed Floyd Mayweather. He's boxed a few other guys, too. He's going to team with The Miz to take on Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio okay. in a tag team match. So I think 
for this year's WrestleMania, there's some potential for the celebrity involvement to be pretty damn good. Yeah. But what have been some of your favorite and not so favorite celebrity moments in WrestleMania? I could go. I could go just as of last year. That that that. Uh, so I had bad zero, bunny. Yep, I had zero expectations, and the dude I thought hit a home run. That, 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 we that, watched that show together. I was stunned. You doing? you crapped on the whole show, but when that match came yep. up and you were like, "Oh, this is gonna suck," and then he jumped in the ring and got involved, and you were like, "Oh my goodness!" Like he's blowing it out of the park. I mean, he really, really, he really he like, stepped it up. He really did. <laughs> that that he, I thought he stole like a like a like a like a, like, a, like, a, like someone's paycheck, but he brought some. He brought it. To he the earned table. his money that he night. did. He, he earned did. his money that night. He that's did. for sure. All right, so LT's up there too. It's a good one. It's one of my uh, favorites. Again, zero expectations, and I thought and I thought they did pretty good. I wouldn't want to see a home run, but I saw a double. Yeah, that uh, he got on base. Yeah, I I mean, I think what the 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 thing that people don't understand is that like people expect like a five star wrestling match when these celebrities get involved. Yeah, in the case of Lawrence Taylor and someone like Bam Bam Bigelow, I expected a fight, and that's what we got in that match—a fight. Yeah, it was eleven minutes, but it was a fight. And it was realistic, you know. I felt like there was some realistic moments in that. But continue. And then, uh, yeah, so, so LT, Bad Bunny, um, with Pete Rose, that was WrestleMania. Yeah, he did three uh, of did, those. Did, uh, did, uh, the stuff was, with Kane. It, it, so so, so when, he, when he was in the middle of the ring, who the fuck would have said that dude's going to take a tombstone? That's that motherfucker yeah. took a tombstone. Yeah. Yep. I, I, so, 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 did I ever tell you? I don't, now we're going a little derailed here. Did oh. I ever tell you that I, I served him once before? You did. He, he that that uh, he's the biggest piece of shit for anybody. <laughs> he's the biggest piece of shit I ever served in my life. Really? Yep. He had a newspaper. Didn't even look at me. It said, it said, wow. I, go, I go, Mr. Rose, how, how's, how's your dining experience? He goes, son, get the fuck out of my... He didn't say it like that verbatim, but he goes, son, if you don't get out of my, if you don't get it with, out of my vicinity. You're not going to get a tip. I, that's not verbatim wow. either, but that's exactly... He, he mentioned that he's not going to give me a tip what or whatever. What a piece yeah, of yep. shit. Yeah, yep. He had a $20, $25 tab, left me a dollar. Really nice guy. Wow. Yep, yep. All that money he lost betting yep. on baseball, I guess. You know. <laughs> You're right. But anyway, yeah, so, so, so anyway, but the P. Rose didn't entertain me. Um... Um, I'm trying to think of all the Hartford junk. Yeah. Uh, Salt and Pepper didn't do anything for me. Um... Pamela Anderson or uh, Jay McCarthy. They, they didn't do anything for me. Um, I don't know. That, 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 uh, those are like the the ones that really pop out for what me. What about the ones that you didn't like, or the ones that were just like that that fell flat? Oh, a million. Um, I know John Stewart was. Summer he didn't do Slam. WrestleMania. Yeah, he did SummerSlam. That. Uh, but I didn't care for that. Uh, with him in the finish in the no, Cena match. Yeah. No. That was yeah. Um, that was that was pretty awful. Um. Like I said, the girls were underwhelming. That uh, it's WrestleMania. I know you got Pamela, but like you could WrestleMania eleven. Yeah, when they did the angle where she was supposed to come out with Sean, she came out with Diesel instead, yeah. and then at the end, all the girls posed. With yeah, I mean it was it was okay. I don't know. What, what was some of your? Uh, I loved LT because yep. I was a Giant fan. Yep, it was in Hartford. You know, LT was my favorite football player, so it, it was it was all around like. Great. Um, I wasn't impressed with the Bad Bunny going in, but when he performed, I was yeah. like, wow, unbelievable. Um, Floyd Mayweather. Loved the Floyd oh, Mayweather. Oh, I forgot about With Floyd. him and Big Show. I thought, the, I thought when they did that angle where yeah. he broke Big Show's nose, I, 
I, I remember watching it with Justin and Daryl at a Hooters. And we borderline were like, whoa, wait a minute. Like, this might be real. And the only reason why I felt that way is because the commentators didn't say anything. Shane McMahon came out. He stopped yep. Big Show. Big Show's nose was broken. So Mayweather um, was definitely one of my favorites. I ended up getting to meet him that night at, at WrestleMania. When really? I went to, when, I, when I went to the... I have a picture of it. Not in the studio, but I have it. I'll show you on my phone later. Um, I got to meet him, which was a lot of fun. He was pretty cool. Um, took a picture with me at the WrestleMania after party. Um, really nice. Uh, trying to think who else was a good one for celebrity purposes. Um, shit. Bob Euchre. Yeah. Mr. Baseball. Yeah, that was I pretty mean, good. His commentary and then his involvement in the show for a couple of years I yeah. thought was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. Um, trying to see what else uh, celebrity-wise that were involved in WrestleMania. Uh, WrestleMania. WrestleMania 7, WrestleMania 8, WrestleMania 9, WrestleMania 10. Um, 10 didn't really have... 10 had celebrities, but they were just like in like a guest timekeeper role. Yeah. Um, 11, 12, 13, 14. Mike Tyson, WrestleMania 14. Of course, yeah, with DX, Tyson, Steve yeah. Austin. Like that was... I mean, when Mike Tyson shoved Steve Austin on that Monday Night Raw, I thought they were changing gears and they were going to do Austin and Tyson at that WrestleMania. And that was right after he got suspended yeah. from boxing for biting Evander Holyfield's ear. Like, that was some heavy stuff. But here's the thing. You're, let's just say you give Tyson a check. Fill it out. I want you to wrestle at WrestleMania against Stone Cold. It's a lose-lose, believe it or not, in my opinion. We could. You can't have... You can't you can't have Tyson lose. Yeah. And you can't and you can't, he was also you can't sus- have Austin lose. He was also suspended from boxing, so he was trying to get back into boxing. So even doing the appearance at WrestleMania was very touch and go. Yeah. That's why he did limited interaction at that show. He was the outside enforcer and he did the spot at the end where he punched Shawn Michaels in the face and that was it. Yeah. You know? Because but he was trying to get but you're right, it is lose lose because you got Mike Tyson who at that time was a lightning rod for controversy. And yeah. if you were to have Steve Austin beat him in a wrestling match, a choreographed, staged wrestling match, what kind of image would that present with him yeah. going back to boxing? And, and if you had Mike Tyson knock out Steve Austin, well, there, you just took your biggest cash cow in wrestling and you just made him look silly to an outsider. Yeah. You know? So the, 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 the way they played that up was smart. The way that they had that whole thing set up. They gave us a little. They teased us. But then they took it back, and Tyson just kind of, you know, was, I wouldn't say in the background, but he wasn't so immersely physically involved in, in the, into the product. I would like to see uh, being a shot back uh, dictated that he couldn't do it, but I thought I thought it was going to happen uh, that that, uh, that Tyson was going to, uh, you know, you know, you know, fight uh, Shawn Michaels being at a SummerSlam or the WrestleMania like afterwards. Yeah. That, that, that story would have made sense. Yeah, but. that would have been interesting. That would have been interesting. Coming up here as we're watching this, it's going to be Ric Flair against the Macho Man Randy Savage for the WWF Championship. This was one of my favorite storylines as a kid. Not just because I was a Randy Savage fan, but because this all stemmed from the pictures in the magazine. Do you remember that storyline, Dennis? I vaguely the, the story the, where, where the, yeah. the, the pictures were doctored with Ric Flair and Elizabeth, and Flair claimed that Elizabeth was his before she was ever with yeah. Macho Man. You remember, she was mine before she was ever yours. That was un, that was an unbelievable 
I'll never forget. I used to get the subscription to the magazine. Okay. And um, Flair, my father, you know, used to come in like a, like a plastic, you know, like a, like a plastic, like cellophane type, you know, case or whatever. And you used to open it up. And um, I remember I came home from school and my father was like, your WWF magazine came and you're never going to believe what's in it. And I'm like, what? And my father said to me, he goes, there's pictures that Ric Flair used to be with Miss Elizabeth. I'm like, what? And I looked at these pictures and I was like, oh my goodness. And then just like, then on TV, they would question Flair about the pictures. And Flair would claim that, you know, big man, she was mine before she was ever yours. Woo! You know, and all, I mean, it was unreal. Like it was, and then of course, you know, being a Randy Savage fan, I wanted him to rip Ric Flair apart, you know? So, this was this was one of my favorite stories going in. Um, this was the first half of the advertised double main event with Mister Perfect. There you see him um, as the executive consultant to the Nature Boy Ric Flair. Um, but yeah, you don't remember this one too much. Oh yeah, I remember the match, but uh, no, like but the, the, the buildup into it. Yeah, I remember that. that, that uh, I actually thought those were real pictures. You're, you're, same, same. Wow, I never knew. Yeah, I didn't know they had that technology back then. I don't think that. I think what I, I think what they tried to depict was was that the, the that the pictures were digitally altered by Flair, and you know at least that's what the commentators were saying on television that like Flair digitally yeah. altered the pictures. Heenan would deny it. You know, like Monsoon and Vince would be like, you know, you know, Mister Perfect and Rick Flair doctored those photos, and um, but I think they were real pictures that were taken, and then. Then, like I think, like after Savage beat Flair at this WrestleMania, the, uh, spoiler alert. Um, then f- they they showed the real pictures in the magazine, and it was the same pictures, but Savage just in place of Flair. Yeah. So, like pictures of Flair with 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 um, with with Elizabeth sitting on the couch, and then you see another picture with Savage. And here we go. No warming up in the bullpen. This is a. Uh, Quite the quite the blood feud here with Mr. Perfect. Rocking a pair of Air Jordan sixes. Um, which were probably like forty or fifty bucks back in nineteen ninety two. Now they're three hundred and forty or three hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, right. <laughs> with the way sneakers are nowadays. But um what did you think of Mr. Perfect in this role? Um so I love Mr. Perfect the the, the worker and the wrestler, but he yeah, him him that that uh I like that he was the one that technically, like, whatever, retired him or whatever that, that on that Raw. Oh, yeah. That, 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 uh, that, uh, but, like, yeah, I prefer him as a wrestler than a manager, <laughs> that for sure. Yeah, I, I wasn't the biggest fan of the, the, the executive consultant. Um, I honestly thought as a kid, they were gearing up to do. Some type of four horsemen type of deal with Flair. Like Keenan is the manager. Flair, Perfect, Sid. Because Sid used to be a member of the four horsemen in the WCW. And then when they brought Luger on, like earlier in that that shot, I thought for sure that they were going to do a four horsemen with those four guys. You know, as a kid. I'm glad they didn't. No, it would have been a terrible idea. It definitely would have been a terrible idea. I bet you they thought about it though. Yeah, you, you mentioned they got Sid now. Yeah, Luger. Luger, both former horsemen. Yeah. Perfect was never a horseman. So, yeah. you know, at that time he wasn't. He would eventually become a horseman. Um, 
five years later in 97. But um, this here also, we talked about blood earlier. Um, you know, Brett purposely went into business for himself, cut, yeah. cut his forehead, told Vince he hit his head on the railing. Um, Flair did the opposite in this match. Flair would get color, but Flair, Vince pulled Flair aside after this match. And Flair's told this story before and said, just when you, just when I think you do something great, you go ahead and do something completely stupid. (laughs) Who told you to bleed in that match? And Flair was like, nobody did. I thought it would be good for the story in the dramatic. I didn't tell you to bleed. And so that was part of the big no blood policy. So Flair, um, recalls the story where he was pulled into the showers by Vince, uh, chewing his ass out over cutting himself in this match. But, um, so why why was it no blood? Was like a, was there like a hepatitis AIDS or like that could have been? I think I think at the time that might have been the reason because it was not long before this that Magic Johnson had announced that he was HIV positive. Okay. So I think people were very uh, leery of um, any kind of blood oh, um, in in wrestling, even yeah. though even though it was you know determined at that time that you know you can't get AIDS from getting someone's blood on you unless you. Are unless you have the disease itself, you know what I mean, with an open cut, etc. Um, but I think that had that had to that factored in, and I think also too because they had so much issues, you know, going into this WrestleMania with the federal government breathing down their neck with the steroid trial and the impending steroid trial coming up, that they just they were trying to they were trying to play it safe, and they weren't going with you know with that kind of. Um, theatrics in their content. Okay, that's just that, that's just you know that from, makes more sense. What I remember, yeah. <laughs> yep. Flair with a nice vertical suplex, cover, kick out. So, so what was Savage a two-time champion in the WWF? Yes, this would be the second time. Then, he uh, so the one thing I, I he, so he. Dropped the, the, his first title run to Flair, right? No, his first title he dropped to Hogan. Oh, that's right. Of course, I'm being WrestleMania stupid. Five, which you and I watched uh, back a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, of course. I, I'm being stupid. No, so, no, no. no you're so when he, so when he, when he, he dropped the second title yeah. to Flair. But when did he do that? They did it like on like a prime time wrestling or something. What? Yeah, it was like very like I remember I, I as a kid I remember watching the superstars. Um, on the weekends, yeah, because that was the only time I really got to watch wrestling. Because I, my parents wouldn't let me stay up late for prime time, and I guess it was they put the match on prime. They, I guess they, from what I remember, on the episode of Superstars, they revealed that Flair won the title with help from Razor Ramon. Okay, he helped beat you know Randy Savage, and they had they had advertised that you could see. Exclusive footage this Monday night on Primetime Wrestling. And they only showed clips of the match. They didn't show the whole match on Primetime Wrestling. Why didn't they show the whole match? Well, here's why. Vince hated the match. Okay. When they when they filmed the match, he hated it so much that he told Bobby Heenan to get up out of the commentary booth, to go down to the ring, to give them the sign that, hey, it's time to go home. Like, this, this is done. Because Vince hated the match that much. And hated it that much to the point where they had to retape the finish later in the night. Wow. Yeah. Have you so, never got... So they, there, so they never aired, at least 
from the best of my recollection on WWF television, they never aired the full match between these two on that episode of primetime. Uh, they just show clips. I would, I, I'm telling you that, that, that uh, I would love to see Mimi like those. This is so I'm a subscriber on YouTube. It's called um, like WWE, like like you know, um, what, what are those camcorders when you, get, you hold the, it on the, your the yeah held handheld camcorders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, th- th- it's, it's to that effect. The name of it is really simple to find. Anyway, yep. it's through WWF 1992 handheld fan whatever. Fan camps. You'll find it. Fan cam. I'm yeah. part of the description. But anyway, I would love to. See, have let, let, like see just see that match though. if they I don't I mean I don't think that because that, that match was taped for television yeah. so I don't think you could find someone that had that was able you to see the camera I recently just saw for the first time the full event of the um uh, you know like that cage the famous cage match uh, the curtain call uh, oh that, that, with the click yeah I, I recently just well, saw someone the, yeah someone yeah. someone stuck a fan I, I saw in the there, whole yeah. I saw I saw the whole event yeah it's, 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 so I'm just saying I would love the the get to see that yeah yeah that would be interesting but yeah i i've never seen the match the full match but that was how they that that was um that was how they set up the survivor series with flair and razor against what was supposed to be macho man and the ultimate warrior when the because if you remember later on this year at the summer slam which will be approaching the 30 year anniversary of savage wrestles warrior for the title and if you do, I don't know if you remember the storyline going in, but the storyline going in was whose corner is Mr. Perfect going to be in? Right. Is he going to be in the Warriors? Or is he going to be in Savages? Yep. And and that was when my bullshit alarm used to go off as a kid. I was like, wait a minute, why would the Macho Man want Mr. Perfect in his corner after Mr. Perfect and Ric Flair showed those pictures of Elizabeth? Yeah. You know, as a kid, I'd be like, well. They would have to be in Ultimate Warrior's corner, you know? And that was the first time I thought that they were going to turn the Warrior bad. I think that would Which be I was cool. kind of hoping because yeah. I hated Warrior because of him beating Hogan at WrestleMania. Now you said, you know? the actor was getting stale. Yes, very much so. Um, it would have been interesting to see a, a different version of the Warrior. But, um, yeah, that match was supposed to lead to the Survivor Series match. Warrior got popped for drugs, and therefore he was, he was gone from the company. But the rumor is... Is that they were setting up Warrior and Flair for the title, and that was possibly to take place at the Royal Rumble, um, in '93. But Warrior left, or Warrior got let yeah. go. Flair ended up giving his notice, um, not long after. I think not long after he dropped the belt to Brett, Flair gave his notice. So he was only with the WWF for just about a year. Not bad being a two-time champ of Hogan in, in the shadows. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he wins the Royal Rumble. Um, which, oh yeah, he got the he got the red carpet treatment for sure. He he didn't get he didn't get top dog status, but 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 that uh, he got the red carpet treatment they tr- for sure. They, 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 they treated him as a big deal. Yeah, I mean, think about it. He came in with the with the WCW Heavyweight Championship, the, the real world's champion. Yeah, that's you know cool. I mean? Like that was cool yeah. stuff, you know. That was definitely cool stuff. So you know what pisses me off? That 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 uh, to be on that same subject. So Vince wanted uh, probably had seven wet dreams in a row <laughs> when, when when Flair came in with the title, right? Yeah. When Medusa trying to get a paycheck throws 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 a women's title in the trash can. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Like, like, like how, what? How big of a hypocrite can you be, Vince? You know. Well, not only that, but let's think it. Let, Let's let's talk about this for a minute, okay? Two things. One, the screw job. 
He was worried Brett was going to do the same thing that Medusa did. Yeah. But meanwhile, you took Flair's... You, you allowed Flair to bring the belt and you put it on your TV. Okay? Like, in 92. You know, you, you allowed that to happen. But, here's something that I just read recently. So, Bret Hart was wrestling earlier for the Intercontinental title against Roddy Piper. Did you know that in late 91... Bret Hart's contract was coming to an end with the WWF, and he was the Intercontinental Champion. And this wasn't the first time that Bret Hart and Vince had issues over a finish with him as the champion. I never knew that. There was talk that Bret Hart was negotiating with WCW while he was still the Intercontinental Champion. Interesting. And that was the reason why Bret dropped the title to the Mountie. At that house show, which then set up Roddy Piper to win the belt at the Royal Rumble in 92 that year. Gotcha. So him being sick was a storyline. I really thought he was sick. Him having the flu, right? Yeah. Yeah. For a lot of years, I did too. Until I had read and heard through various different interviews that Brett was looking to go to WCW... And he was still the Intercontinental. That would have been such a bad move for for. for oh I, yeah, I I I really think the level of matches he would have had in WCW, I think, would have been top notch with like the likes of Sting and Rick uh, Rick Rude, yeah. and you know um, uh, Pillman and Steve Austin, Stunning Steve, you know yeah. names like that. You know, like the 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 names itself, I think he would have had great matches, but. Are you telling me he would have been a four time, five time world champion? I don't think I don't so. Know. I don't know. I don't think so. I think he would have been a great. I think he. I think he would have been a great. Actually, I don't know. I think they probably would have. In that at that time in '92, I could have seen them pulling I the trigger on think, Brett. It, it's funny, as a champion. That, in '92, that you're you're probably going to say something that's probably going to prove it wrong. But no. top of my head, Canadian wrestlers. Yep. They go to Japan. They go to the north, like the northern states. Mm-hmm. They're big hits. When when you go down south. Who can you name me like one Canadian wrestler that, that was like a, was like real real like I even say even Chris Jericho uh, Chris Benoit and Chris Jericho the, 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 when they go down south they're not like the draw that the, the, they are when they're more north of the Mason. I don't know, I don't know if it was necessarily a territorial thing geographically if it as it was so much um, a. Uh, an issue with the way that they were booked. You know what I mean? I think had Jericho and Benoit been booked differently, they might have been perceived by the audience as a bigger deal. Yeah. Same thing with Brett when he eventually would go to WCW in 97, 98. So, um, but yeah, I could, I could understand what I would say those southern, there we go. Elbow off yep. the top rope. One, two, perfect. Nice. <laughs> Getting involved there. I would have lost my mind. That, 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 I know, I'm not as big as Macho Man fan as you are, but that that uh, I did love him. I would have, I would have been pissed if I saw that life. Yeah. Stalking perfect. Yep. Great setup here. Go got him by the tie. Perfect reaches into his pocket. What's he got in his pocket? He's got something. <laughs> oh Before boy! He gets bumped. Throws them the taped brass knucks. Let's play the audio for this. Let's do it. Come on, come on! Somebody do something! Savage doesn't know it! 
Next to Elizabeth? Who's that? That's a young Shane McMahon. Oh my god, it is. Probably fresh out of college. You know? With uh, Dave Hebner, the twin of Earl Hebner. There's Rene Goulet on the headset. and uh, I don't know who the older guy is with the the glasses and the, the white hair. But Flair slapping on that figure for woo! To Vince's point, um, Ric Flair adding color to this match didn't bring anything to the table. Yes and no. I mean, I mean, it looks great, but like, it wouldn't have taken from the match if I don't didn't. think it would have. Yeah. But I, I do think it added, and the only reason why I think it added is because of how personal the rivalry was with him with the pictures. Oh, that's a good point. And Savage being, you know, I mean, he was the macho man. He yeah. was, you know, he was intense. He was, and he he wanted to kill Flair. So. I felt like it added to it, but if it didn't have it, I wouldn't have been upset either. Yeah. You know? I wouldn't have been like, oh, this match needed blood, goddammit. This clearly wasn't like going to be the... the AEW audience. If this was going to be like the, the blow-off, uh, yeah, yeah, I color. Uh, but knowing that it wasn't the blow-off, I'm convinced it wasn't necessary. Yeah. It was great, but... No, you make a good point. Yeah. You definitely make a good point. Yeah. Like like Liz coming out and that brought to the table that added that added to another level. Yeah. Because if if you remember, I mean we watched it last year with the the Savage and uh Warrior match and the, the, the post match with oh, Liz yeah. and Savage Oof. getting Should have been the main event. Uh, I still I, I still believe that. That was the best match. Did you think part. that should have been the main event yep. at, at that time yep. when you were a kid? Yep. Watching that? Yep. Yeah? Okay. Yep. That, that that uh I mean, not as a kid, but, uh, but like. That would have been a great way to end that WrestleMania. I, I'm sure. telling you, you can't tell me that, 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 that. Oops, small package, one, two, kick out. That, um, that, uh, war, A, you put Warrior in there. B, you got the, 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 Macho Man and Liz together is top tier, uh, like, 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 
March of Pain without Liz is like Team 1A, if you yeah. ask me. With Liz, you, he's they're with better, Hogan. They, there's more money with them together yeah, than they are Hogan, apart. It's almost Hogan status. Yeah. With Liz. But Savage and yeah. Sherry was great when he was the Macho King. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, but, but I'm just saying... There was more money with Savage and Liz. The star power involved in, that, in all three the of them. Chemistry. I, I think, I think I, I, it was more than okay to have being a main event. Here we go. I think this is the finish right here. Flair goes to Neil Savage. Block. Right hand. One, two, three. Look at it. Look at look at the place go nuts. Yep. Everyone's mm-hmm. jumping up and down. I think I remember, I think as a kid I would probably like jumped out jumped off the couch. Oh, totally. I mean, who doesn't like the Macho Man? Seriously. I mean, he was ahead of his time. Like he was just yeah. He was unbelievable. I've yeah. I, I feel bad for Macho Man because you're right. He's literally was like three years. You get you get. The Hogan goes to WCW, and you give, and you could get Prime Macho Man, and in that time, he would have been the dude. You can't convince me otherwise. Well, when if if Savage stayed yeah, with say, the WWF, yeah, and look, Hogan, when Hogan went to WCW, yeah, Savage yeah. stayed. Okay, let's, let's say Savage, a five-year <laughs> younger Savage, is in the WWF when Hogan leaves. I think he has Hogan status. I really do. I think so too. I th- I think if yeah. I I would agree, um, but at the same time, oh, yeah, you missed it there, Dennis. She he kissed her, she slapped the shit out of him, and then Savage went after him. Oh, poor Liz. Cheap shot by Mister Perfect there, a little kick to the gut. <laughs> but um, yeah, honestly, I was just, I was very. I mean, I. I get it. They were trying to go younger, but I was very surprised at the way they just kind of like scaled back Savage. You know, he's running the wrestle, and he yeah. said no, and he was still good. It wasn't like he wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't like he was slowing down in his age. Like he was still good. Like I'm not. i saying like the Macho Man. <clears throat> I don't think any of the Macho Man. De- you know what? I take that back. I don't know. But what I'm about to say is that 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 that, that, that Diamond Dallas Page versus versus Macho Man. What, what, what was like four Spring or five Stampede '97. Yeah, yeah, the, the, great and, match. And You'll was, find that in the archives uh, too. We watched that together. It was unbelievable. Yeah, the the, the stories that oh, come God, out. Look, over look the, at all that blood on his jacket. Blood on his jacket. I don't know who that is, by the way. I'll have to Google that. I always wanted to know the guy next to Shane right now. The blonde hair with the bald spot up top. Yeah, who is that That's guy? Rene Goulet. He was a former French Canadian wrestler. He okay. was like a he was like an undercard guy, like late seventies. Like he didn't do. I mean, I shouldn't say he didn't do a whole lot, but he was always like if any time as a kid when the on WWF TV when they would have these kind of interactions when like you knew it was serious when like the referees and the guys in the seats yeah, came course, out. Yeah. He was one of those guys that always came out. Rene Goulet. He was always he was always involved. You know what they did more of too, the, like when things got out of hand, the bell. They they, they don't do the bell. Ding 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 ding. ding. That's, that's true. That's like that's the code red to me. When that I was is a kid, true. The bell always told me, told me, all right, it's out of hand. Oh my god. That is true. Yeah. You know, yeah. It makes me so angry. They don't, they don't do that anymore. Right, Japan, they, don't they do, do it. it. They just don't. They don't. They don't at least the WWE. I'll tell you a funny story about that. So I don't know if you remember this because you're a New Japan guy, but yeah. I think it was on. Forget what year it was. It was a couple of years ago. It was before AEW. It was like a. It was like on Access TV. Omega was attacked by like some of the Bullet Club guys, I think, or like Gorillas of Destiny, okay. and Fale, and a few of them. And 
I forget. I think Omega was a part of it too. I'm not mistaken. And um, <clears throat> they just kept ringing the bell. And I'm, I'm up late at night watching this. And my wife's trying to sleep. And the bell is waking her up. <laughs> and she's fucking pissed. She was like, would they stop ringing the bell? You know, you could turn that down. It doesn't have to be so loud. I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> and that was like the argument that we had. Yeah. Where like, because for me... When I go to sleep at night, I have to fall asleep with some white noise in the background. So I'll have the TV on. Okay. So in the beginning, I would never have, the, I would never turn the timer off. I would just leave the TV on. But sometimes it would keep her up at night. Or it would wake her up in the middle of the night. So now we're at the point where, it's been doing this for a while now, where I'll, I'll watch something. And, we, and most likely it's wrestling. It, like, she'll go to sleep before me. I'll turn on wrestling. And it'll, it'll be something old or it'll be something I have on the DVR that I you know watch. Whether it's SmackDown or AEW or whatever. And I'll have it on and I'll put the timer on for like an hour. And then like the TV shuts off and usually I'm asleep by that. But um, this is funny you mentioned that with the bell. But yeah, that was, that was when you shit was serious. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like they just kept ringing the bell like, you know, somebody get some help out here. God damn it. You know, also knew how like the timing too. So it's like if two guys are just like fighting each other, you don't hear, hear the bell, you know within 30 Mississippi is over. Yeah. When you hear that bell, you know... Shit is going down. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. Let's play this promo here. Ric Flair, Mr. Perfect. This is the way it is. Macho Man Randy Savage. You call yourself a macho man. Well, what's so macho? What an injustice. I'm not going to stand out here and say anything that wasn't true, macho man. You had a handful of trunks. The trunks were up. The stupid referee. A bad job of officiating. I'll tell you, Bobby, you saw what happened. Did you see what happened? It's gone down from the booth. He had your tights. I saw it. It's on camera. It's on tape. I got it. There's nothing to worry about. He has nothing to worry about. Well, 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 that's well, the tactics that Ric Flair was using out there. They're questionable. Can you what we have right now is a man that will walk around town tonight claiming to be the real world champion. Claiming to be the second time WWF Heavyweight Champion. He'll be claiming it all. And most of all, he'll be claiming the love of that Jezebel, Elizabeth, the <laughs> savage, unlike a lot of people in the greatest sport of them all. We don't cry over spilled milk. We reassemble the team. <laughs> The money, the brains, the nucleus, and we say to our opponent, you did it once, now let's see you do it again. One time means nothing to my career. Tell him, Mr. Perfect, I'll tell you what, one time means nothing, macho man. Like your old lady, you're going to be damaged goods because this man has never taken a shortcut in the world of wrestling. You, macho man, have taken a shortcut. You had a handful of tights. We were out there. We were wrestling. This man was the greatest World Wrestling Federation champion of all time. Here it comes. There, everybody have a good, long look at it because they're all going to see how the handful of tights. Here it comes. Watch. Watch, Moody. You get a good look. Look at that handful of tights. That's the champion. He's cheated. He's a like he's a lady, a cheater. Well, the way it stands right now, there is a new champion in the WWF. Right now, we regroup the 
leaders. And they got something more savage. Might not be tomorrow. It might be the day after. But I'm going to beat you. And I'm going to beat you bad. And every time I see your old lady, I'm going to kiss her on those moist, wet lips. <laughs> <laughs> I like the fake phone in the background. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing, the whole, the whole setups, the whole backdrop's fake. The locker room and everything. Let's let's hear Savage's promo. It's right now with uh, Miss Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Now, some might say, Macho Man, that uh, that was a questionable victory. You heard them talking about the tights and so oh, forth. Oh, I care. I don't even care. It's okay. It's a piece of what I wanted from you, Ric Flair. This is what makes you tip. This is what makes you tick from the inside out. And I just took a piece of you. You haven't been beat up properly. I'm going to do that for you. Yeah, this isn't all I want from you, Ric Flair. I want the whole nature point. I want the whole Flair package. Call yourself the real world Wilson Federation champion. Well, I guess I am now. And what you did to Elizabeth, I guess you couldn't make me any manner than I was before I went into the ring. But somehow, you did it. You made it possible, yeah. Made it possible. Now I'm gonna get the rest of them. I don't care if it's in the street parking lot, doesn't even matter to me. Because I'll do anything to win. If I didn't prove it, I'll prove it next time. Oh yeah. Let's go. It's, wait, wait a minute, if I may, Randy. Yeah, Elizabeth, what? After what happened here at WrestleMania, the fact that Randy defeated Ric Flair for the World Wrestling Federation title, in light of all the allegations and everything that's been going on in past months. Do you feel at this point that you're vindicated? Wait a minute. This is yours. Take it and go. And this is yours, Ric Flair. Oh, yeah. This is yours. You can have all of me next time. Do you dear, Oh, Mr. Perfect, you're not perfect. I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect. I'm out of here. Oh, yeah. Just a big... All right. Thank you very much. The Macho Man Randy Savage. We are in Indianapolis. We're at the Hoosier Dome. Oh, Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, this is WrestleMania 8. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, crazy promo by Savage. You see the clips here that leads up to the Sid um, Hogan double main event for later in the evening. Let's, uh, let's play the audio for this. Hulk Hogan! Yes! Sid Justice would start to show his true colors. Now, what you did, Jack Tony, was bogus. The most bogus act you've ever pulled off. Well, I want to ask you, what is it? Is it because I'm not a big movie star? Like Hulk Hogan, the big immortal one himself. Soon after those remarks, Justice would apologize to the Hulkster and join him on Saturday night's main event as his tag partner. <laughs> Justice! What's he doing? Justice 
get out of there. They gotta show the snake eyes one moment. Oh, Jesus. I'll watch this. Sid just on a tear. Yep. Poor Sid with his shaving cream. Is, is oh, I, <laughs> I, I feel so bad for him because, because there's no one in the history of wrestling that made more of an ass of himself than Sid. Vicious. With his promos and... Yep. Yeah. Even the way he ended his career kind of kind of was like... Like, you know, that whole... When he broke his yeah, leg off it, the second rope. Yeah, it's like... What business did he... All right, let's... What business did he have on the second rope in the first place, uh, jumping off the second rope? Zero. Maybe to pose, but to jump off and execute a maneuver like that? Like what, what the f- Like, what was the downfall? Like, what happened? One leg landed first or something, right? And that was it, right? Yeah, he tried to jump off the second rope, but, like, deliver, like, like half a drop kick. Oh, and right, like, it yeah. Was like, it was like a big oh. boot, but, like, his left foot landed, and it just fucking snapped. Like, it was... Yeah, it was yeah. pretty gruesome. As we see the model Rick Martel getting ready for his match with Tatanka at this WrestleMania. These guys would have a long-standing feud for 92. I didn't realize how long this feud was, but this went till you know, for a good, like, solid... I don't remember this feud at all. Seven, eight months. Yeah, he didn't like Tatanka, and Tatanka's, you know, uh, Native American um, uh, uh, artifacts that he okay. would wear, and he thought it smelled. He'd call them... Uh, uh, Pigeon breath and <laughs> you know and, and and all these different derogatory names towards Native American. Um, you and I have spoken about Rick Martel and the greatness that he had with Jake the Snake at the WrestleMania the year prior. Yeah, underrated in the blindfold match. match. Yep. Um, where does Rick Martel rank in, in your eyes? I love him. I even and I give him kudos for what I think was his last match, at least for like. A big like television thing um, with him with Burger T that that for like the WCW. TV title. Yep. That that uh, dude uh, teared both both his quads and still finished the match. It was like Rick Martel is a man. Yeah. But uh, but yes, I always loved his work. 
that that that, that uh, I still might think in my eyes that that that, that uh, his pinnacle, and my my favorite work, still Strike Force. Okay. Yeah, I just love that team so much. Yeah, they were a, no, they were a, a great babyface tag team. I yep. mean, the stuff they did with the Heart Foundation and Demolition, you know, really great stuff. Um, Martel was one of those guys that, like, I felt like he was so good. He had so much heat that I'm looking back on it now. I'm surprised that he didn't have a run with the Intercontinental Championship. He Maybe felt he would. Yeah, he felt like he was one of those guys that fit that mold with Intercontinental Champion. Absolutely, you know, with like the likes of Mr. Perfect and Bret Hart, and Shawn Michaels, and you know things like that. I felt like Martel would have just been. He would have been a really good Intercontinental Champion. Take the, the like the Mountie spot, whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. You put Martel in there, I think he does it better. Oh, yeah. 100%. I yeah. think Martel definitely would have been a better Intercontinental Champion than the Mountie, for sure. Um, the model gimmick, I mean, he was just, you know, the, the the way he conducted himself with the fans, I thought for sure he was, uh, he, he would have been an Intercontinental Championship material. And Tatanka, yeah. I mean, they built up Tatanka you know, coming in like he was, you know, this 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 next big star. He was undefeated for a couple it was, of years. Yeah, a couple of years, exactly. I mean, he lost to, who did he lose to? Was it Yoko or was it Ludwig Borga? Ludwig Borga, yep. Yeah, it was yep. Borga. Ugh, what a, what a terrible decision. I mean, yeah. like, you gotta lose sooner or later, but not to, yeah. not to him. Like, I, like, we talked about it earlier, the match he had with Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 9. Yeah. The following year. I honestly thought he was going to win the title that year. I think everyone did, yeah. And the only reason why I say that is because on television, in the years prior, he had, um, in the months prior, I should say, he had victories over Shawn Michaels in, in, in non-title matches, uh, tag team matches, and they were really building him up to be a serious contender. And they had that, like you said, that lame finish at that WrestleMania. It was, yep. What was it, a DQ or a count out or something? I want to see what, yeah, was it count out? That was one of them. One of the two. Yeah, I the girls remember. started brawling. Sherry and Luna you know. were part of that whole deal, yeah. That was another instance where there was, Tatanka wasn't originally the opponent for Shawn Michaels at that WrestleMania. They talked about doing Michaels and Jannetty again. Really? Yeah. And Jannetty got fired this time. He was with the company and he got fired. Because um, <laughs> apparently one of the agents thought he was intoxicated and he fell asleep in the dressing room. Um, and they told Vince, and Vince didn't really care for it. And that was the end of that. That was the end of Janetti's run at that yep. time. Well, he probably was. No, yeah, no it's a good chance there. he was. Yeah, yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm sure there was, you know, definitely a good chance. But, um, yeah, Tatanka with an undefeated streak uh, was, like, my brother, you know, Justin. You know Justin. He's, you know, a few years younger than me. Yep. The, the, the real early memories of his wrestling childhood was, like, the new generation with, like, Brett and Sean and Owen and Yoko and Undertaker. And then Tatanka's undefeated streak. Like, to him, like, Tatanka was a big deal. You know, because yeah. the, the undefeated streak was taken seriously. Did he win it? Did he win? Uh, <clears throat> I'm trying to think. Him as a champion. Did, he never had a title in WWE. Not even the tag team? No. Wow. I thought that, honestly, I thought he was going to get a title when he turned heel and joined yeah, Ted DiBiase, yeah. the but, Million Dollar Corporation. Yeah, him and Bam Bam were on the B Tag Champs. Yeah. yeah. Or I even thought he would have been an Intercontinental Champion, you know? Tatanka yeah, against true, like yeah. a Razor Ramon. That would be awesome, yeah. You know? I think like that would have been some pretty good stuff, too. Yeah. Yep. I, mean, I didn't know if I necessarily liked him as a heel, 
But that turn was so good. Yeah, nobody saw uh, that coming. Nobody saw that coming. No, nobody saw that yep. coming. I watched that with a few friends, and I was like, what? I thought for sure it was going to be Luger, because Luger had a history of being a bad guy. Yeah, Luger, of Luger, yeah, was a, Luger was a good bad guy. He yeah. was the narcissist in the WWF. He was a bad guy when he was in WCW. I just, you know, I thought like, oh yeah, that's a perfect fit. Luger managed by DiBiase, that would have been great. Yeah, you know, but they yeah, they went with Tatanka, and you know, looking back on it, like I don't think like they really capitalized a whole lot on it. But no, it was still, it was still the way it was executed was pretty damn good. Did even Luger and Tatanka even have a blow off? I don't even remember, like... They might have had a couple of matches, like, here and there, but I don't think it was anything big on pay-per-view. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, they, they, they had a turn, and they didn't do anything with it. In my opinion, that was the best storyline by far for that respective year. That, yeah, I thought the way it was set up, and then the execution of it, I thought was good. But how, how they followed up, it was... You know, yeah, oof. Woof, woof, yeah. Yeah. Come on, model. You can do it. Yo, look at the shape he's in. Uh, yeah, he always looked good. Dude, like, oh, he looked... And he's he must one have of been those in his mid-40s like, in WCW, and he looked like he was 25. He was, yeah, the match yeah. he had with Booker T and Saturn, yeah. I remember, was some really oh, good there stuff. there it is. Finish, and the winner of this match, Tatanka. He's another one of those guys, the Rick Martello online people have campaigned for his um, induction into the Hall of Fame. I think the Tongans deserve it. Well, no, I'm talking about Martel. Okay, but still, I neither. They, of them, they would put the Tongans. Yeah. I'm sure. I feel like they just throw guys in there who 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 say yes. Like there are certain guys that they want that either want too much money or don't want to do it. So then it's like, all right, let's give Tatanka a call. He'll do it. You know what yeah, I mean? it's like, like but he, I want to know some of their decisions that they put in. They put in. So they could just say, for, for other people, they could put them in. Like, what I'm trying to say is, they did Coco Beware. Now they're going to do Queen, uh, Queen Charmel. I, they, I don't get now, that, yeah. Now, you, now you, get, you throw those people in there. I think they do it just so they can do, like, uh, like you know, all right, this this year is going to be these all these borderline people. And they would be like, huh? Yeah. That guy got in? That woman got in? Yeah. And then, I, then, yeah. then, then, then somebody could be like, hey. Coco's in there, of course. Green, and well, that's why everyone Wilson. goes Tori back to Wilson. Everyone goes back to that. Like yeah. when you when they when someone scratches their head and they're just like, huh? They're like, oh, well, Coco beware's in. Like when they put the bushwhackers yeah. in, and everyone would be like, well, Coco's in. When they put, oh, let me think. Um, I think it was genius in a way. To some degree, yes. Like, that's all you can do. You just do the the Coco beware defense. But every but every but this, the Hall of Fame <laughs> is as as Justin has put it has become the Hall of Very Good. It's not even that. It's just the, but, the whole of the kind of popular. Yeah, like it's a it's it's a it's a lifetime achievement award essentially. You know, the, Queen Charmel. Yeah, I didn't get. It doesn't that mean that's very good. Tori Wilson, I didn't understand either. Um, like I'm sure they'll put these two in Earthquake and Typhoon. <laughs> I think Earthquake deserves it though. You I really know? do. I'm sure they put them I mean, in, what I told as a me, team. But that that uh, Typhoon for 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 wrestlers that had more than a hundred matches in WWF. I think he has the highest win percentage of all time. Did we have that discussion? Yeah, I think, you, I think either you or somebody Why told me that. Justin. Yeah. I think it was one of our Fucking teams. crazy, right? That is nuts, yeah. That is nuts. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Hall of Fame's become the Hall of, of very good or mediocre um, in the last several years. Like, for instance, like, you know, Undertaker's going to go in this year, and at the time yeah. of this recording, it's only been announced Undertaker, Vader, and Queen Charmel. 
the rumors of the Steiners going in and maybe... Oh, but that uh, wasn't confirmed with Steiners? Steiners wasn't confirmed okay. um, at the time of this recording. And neither was Sid. Sid was another name that was discussed. All right. But... I mean, all those know, names with, with the way, with the way yeah. they got the schedule this year for the, the WrestleMania events, they're going to do the Hall of Fame immediately after SmackDown, which it's only supposed to... It's scheduled to run 90 minutes. Oh, it's going to so, be on Peacock? Yeah. So uh, what are you going to... I would imagine you're going to dedicate time to Undertaker's speech, of course. At least that's at least a half hour right there, at least. Yeah, and Vince is going to induct him. Yeah. But there's talk of doing digital inductions with the rest of them, where you can go on social media. To why would you? I don't understand that. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on my soapbox here for a minute. Yep. I've said this in many text messages with you. I've said it in other wrestling chat forums. I've even said it on this podcast. Undertaker's the type of talent that when you throw him in the Hall of Fame, you do you, you put him in by himself. If there was no better opportunity than this year for Undertaker to go into the Hall of Fame and you do an, an induction ceremony dedicated to him. You have Vince induct him. Yep. You can have guys from his past in, in, in his career that he's had memorable matches with moments with you have those guys come out on stage they tell a story that relates to them you could have Shawn michaels and triple h you could have kane you could have mick foley you can even have steve austin you know yep. names like that brother love all these names you can have them come out they can talk for two or three four five minutes whatever you put vince out vince talks about how great he was and how much he meant to him etc etc boom undertaker shows up he fucking tips the hat he says what he says he thanks people, etc. He fucking puts the, the 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 gimmicks and you know with the coat and the hat and everything on the stage. He rides off into the sunset. Done deal. Instead, they gotta induct like seven other people. And I don't know. Like I said, yeah. we're recording this currently. It's it's March twenty first as we're recording this. This is supposed to drop, uh, you know, WrestleMania weekend. So um, who knows? There'll probably be more inductions. The Steiners have been rumored. Sid has been rumored. Yeah. There's even been rumors of. Um, the late Shad Gaspard from That's Prime what Time I was going to, get at. to go in, in, in with the Warrior Award, which I think would be great. They did that last year, but anyway. Well, it's I, fine. they put Titus in. They had a lot yeah. of things to make up for because of COVID and everything. So I, I, I just think like the Hall of Fame is, but it's, it, it's become a tired concept where it's not even a, it's, I would, you it's uh, not even a, a, a ceremony anymore. I would have put show. I would have put two guys, Chad and and Undertaker. That's it. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I thought it was that moment with with Chad, of course, and then you close it with the Undertaker. I think I think, what, right there, I think what they you, need you, to do, and Justin's yeah. brought this point up in in other texts before. I don't know how much you remember, you know, because I know sometimes lately when it comes to wrestling, you don't really comment as much yeah. in the text anymore. Um, but um, Justin has Justin brought up a great idea of you know how you know how the NFL Super Bowl weekend they announced the Hall of Fame class. And then they induct them later that summer in Canton, yeah. Ohio. Yeah. Do something similar like that. At WrestleMania, you announce the Hall of Fame class. They come out on stage. They do the whole fucking wave. Cool. And then you induct them at like a SummerSlam. Yeah. Like you do a, a, a ceremony the night before a SummerSlam. Or the night before a Survivor Series or something like that. You know what I mean? Kind of spread the... Make those events feel more important. Because WrestleMania is WrestleMania. Yeah. It'll always be WrestleMania. But at the same time, I understand the meaning behind... Putting the Hall of Fame WrestleMania weekend, but they they need to make some drastic changes to the concept. I, I really feel like it's, and I know this year they're doing it differently. It's not it's not a separate event on its own night. When you go to SmackDown Friday, it's gonna be the same night as you get to see the Hall of Fame. So it's like a two for one type of deal. So I don't, I don't know. I just think I think COVID had a lot to do with that and the restrictions that are still in place. 
even though COVID's not really a thing anymore. Um, but I don't know. We're talking over this match here. Natural disasters against Money Incorporated. Yep. Earthquake and Typhoon are baby faces in this. Uh, Jimmy Hart had turned on them to help Money Incorporated win the tag team titles. Um, and, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, his kid didn't really buy Earthquake as a baby face. Maybe because That's he, tough. Maybe, maybe because he, he destroyed Hogan on the Brother Love show. But And... This was a weird pairing. DiBiase and IRS with Jimmy Hart. I liked it. I think it made sense. You got, you got the, the counting with the, the millionaire. You know what I mean? Yeah, but what's Jimmy Hart's role? That's a good point. Well, that, 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 uh, yeah, it's a good point. And the, that, um, you think that this team needed a, uh, a manager? DiBiase and IRS? Yeah. No. Yeah, I don't think so either. DiBiase could talk on his own. And he, the, even the jacket looks like it's Hokomania. At least, at least like uh, have the black and the green look like, like make it look yeah. more like Money Incorporated. Yeah, he wore, Yeah, that, I think Jimmy Hart stopped wearing twelve outfits during WrestleMania, and he just <laughs> yeah. stuck to one. It probably cost him too much money to get everything airbrushed. Might be right. You know, I don't. I don't blame him there. You know, save a few bucks. That was when he used to. He used to come out. He was. You know, if he was with Honky Tonk Man, he had like a jacket. They had like, you know, the the music notes and everything. Then if he came out with like. The Rougeos, you had like the, the, yeah. the French Canadian, and if he came out with the Mountie, it was like all red, and you know. Did he have a Mountie outfit himself? I thought he did. I don't know if he had a Mountie outfit, but I know he had a Nasty Boys outfit where like he had like the helmet, yeah. the motorcycle helmet, yeah, and then like the the jacket with like the 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 different neon yeah, colors pain, yeah. and said Nasty Boys. Yeah. Like, I mean, a lot of people sleep on Jimmy Hart. When they talk about greatest managers of all time, he had, um, yeah, 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 unfortunate that that that, that uh, he was in, with the best era managers. In my opinion. Yeah, so, I mean, he was yeah. he was in a but he held his own. He was in a crowded area, you know, between him, Mr. Fuji, Bobby the Brain Heenan, yep. Slick, Miss Elizabeth, Sensational Sherry, um, you know, names like that um, that were that 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 era of managers was crowded, but he he held his own. Yeah, you got to figure he's second. Don't you think? No, I don't know about all time, but at least that error. You go Heenan, then Jimmy, don't you? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, Heenan's number one, Jimmy's two. And then you could probably make a case that, like, Sherry or Mr. Fuji were probably, like, three. I'm trying to think of a WCW guy or something, but... WCW managers? Yeah. At that time, you had Paulie Dangerously. That's pretty good. Paul Heyman. Yeah. You know, Medusa was kind of, like, part of that presentation. Yeah, but then they're not in that league where... Um, no, Paul Heyman was, but yeah, but there still is. Medusa. I actually think his best work is that that um, stuff with Roman um, or the stuff with Brock. I I I would actually say was uh, Brock. Like two years ago, Brock was like his, kind of like his best work. Which years for Brock? Like I, 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 in more the beginning? Recent. No, not the beginning. But more like kind of like the more recent like. But then, like, Brock is on Raw, and he's like, I, don't, I forget who was wrestling. Yeah. Like, I, I was really entertained. When, when, he, when he ended the streak? Not even that. After that. It's After like, that? Okay. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, where Brock is the champion, but he's yep. not going to be on TV. Yeah. And then you have Paul Heyman just talk. Yeah. I, I, liked, I liked that Paul Heyman. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, Paul and Brock were, I mean, I'll, I'll say this, you know. The Paul Heyman, Brock Lesnar, you can always go back to it, okay? Yep. You know, they, they started out together. 
20 years ago, 2002. Such a smart pick, okay? too. Right? Yeah. And they had Paul turn on Brock, made Brock a baby face. Then they paired Heyman up with Kurt Angle and Big Show, which was great. It worked really well against Brock. But like Savage and Elizabeth, the money was in Brock and Paul together. So when Brock came back in 2012, he they brought Paul Heyman back with him eventually. And I thought when COVID hit and Brock left and then they put Heyman on TV with Roman, I was like, well, obviously this will naturally lead back to once Brock decide once they decide yeah. to bring Brock back, you know. And I figured, okay, this might... Th- Heyman will be the reason why Roman is a babyface, or why Roman is a heel, but he will turn on Roman and make him into a babyface, and they'll go back to Heyman and Brock. But they didn't go that direction. Instead, they kept Heyman with Roman, which I think has helped Roman Reigns' presentation, which I think... And I know you haven't followed it much, but why the storyline is, is has been so good between those three, because you know the, the, the history that... Heyman has with Brock, and now the the way that he has has presented himself within Roman Reigns' representation, you know, of this heel character. I thought I think it's been really good stuff. Some people, you know, listen to this podcast and be like, "Oh, what the fuck are you thinking? Why are you even still watching that WWE?" And there's some parts of it I don't yeah. like, but I think the Brock Roman Reigns Paul Heyman storyline has been put together really well. One of the better stories of the last couple of years. Yeah. You know? And so that's why I look forward to that match more than anything. But um it just now says, now I'm at the point where like yeah. with Brock as a babyface, cowboy Brock Lesnar they call him, I don't think um yeah, it's funny that he has a cowboy gimmick though by the way. Yeah. I wonder why he has a cowboy gimmick. I mean he's a he's a he's a He's a he's a farm boy. He's a country boy. Now I'm gonna say you got Adam Page. And the, 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 all of a sudden yeah, but like, I don't think it's like I don't think they refer to him as Cowboy Brock. I think it's just like a little nickname because he, he's worn the hat. Like, right. You know, it, Brock's Brock. I just saw he's I, shown a lot more personality I, in this run, I, and I, I think now it's I, honestly I wouldn't be sh- I wouldn't be surprised if they don't go back to him and Heyman ever again because Heyman's doing so well with Roman. Why why mess that yeah. up? You know, but sooner or later though, I can't imagine. Paul being a great manager for a face, so sooner or later, within you got to figure within the, a year or so, you got you got to not to pull the, the the face the face trigger on uh, on Roman. But what if you get stale? If you get stale as a as, as a uh, heel wrestler, I think you're making him a great mistake because that, that should be his to like when his when his when his like face runs get get stale, you turn him heel. I think. That that that, that uh, and if he gets both, if if he if if the, if he if he loses the crowd as a heel, I really do think it's gonna gonna be booming, uh, you know, booming ratings again. Yeah. You know what I mean, I, I see. I think that I think he'll eventually be a babyface. I think the crowd's dictating that already. I think the crowd, you know, when when. When Reigns comes out on TV and he he, he goes to the you know like the other night he was in in Charlotte Charlotte North Carolina yep. acknowledge me and then like the place just you got a you got a mixture but there were some people that have gravitated to this yeah. character and have learned to appreciate him more as we see Brutus the Barber Beefcake here uh, discussing Hulk Hogan what could potentially be Hulk Hogan's final match you are 
one of the very best friends of Hulk Hogan. You know, Eugene, that's a fact. That's maybe even an understatement. You know, the Hulkster and I, we've been everywhere. We've been to the top, we've been to the bottom. I've seen him down low, and I've seen him up high. But one thing, I've always seen him keep his dignity. I've never seen him drop his head. He's always held his head high. He's always been a giving man. He's given all of his life. <laughs> and you know something, Mean Gene? I'm just here to add my voice to the rest of those 70,000 out there to make sure that he knows that we're behind him all the way. And regardless of whether this is his last match or not, I just want him to know that I'm behind him all the way. And I'm the number one Hulkamaniac. And one thing is for sure. Hulkamania will live forever. Yeah. Hey, man, I thank you, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Let's get back to ringside. Brother Brutus. Yes. Man. Brutus hanging on to that Hulk Hogan, uh, that Hulk Hogan rub, if you will. Yeah, he made millions of dollars for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... Very, very close yeah. friendship at one point here. Is that Owen? That is Owen Hart. Wow, I don't remember this match at all. Who the heck is that guy? Oh, my God. Skinner. Oh, my God. With the alligator, the, the, the chewing tobacco. I swear to God, if someone did that to me, I don't care if it was a gimmick. We're fighting for real. Oh, yeah, that stuff's disgusting. Oh, my God. I work with it's a lot all of guys over. Who do that. Oh, it hit his mouth. Yeah. Yeah, that's disgusting. Awful. Come on, right Owen. I never face. I never cheered for you harder, dude. I th <laughs> that's disgusting. I, I I know of the name Skinner. I just don't remember his work or whatever. The alligator man. Was, was that his gimmick though? He like spit in your face with, with the chewing tobacco? Yeah. Oh, that's so fucking gross. At the end of the match he would kind of do it. He would he would have it in his mouth for the majority of the match when he'd beat guys up. Um I can imagine swallowing in that stuff too. It was like you're wrestling and Oh, that's so good. Is that it? Okay. Kick out. Yeah, Come it's, on, a short, it's a short match. Because coming up after this is Hogan and Sid in the main event. And then we'll be wrapping this thing up here. They're telling me the second to last match. Vince is doing all the... It's the popcorn match. That's a good point. Well, you, popcorn. You, you don't have... popcorn before the main event. One, two, three. Match right over. They were also short on time, too. Um, because... Originally booked for this card was the yeah. British Bulldog taking on the Berserker. I got a question for you. Okay. Shoot. All right. So, Owen wins the tag team championships at WrestleMania 11. Yep. Just won now. Yep. Beats Bret yep. at 10. Yep. Did he ever lose at WrestleMania? 8. 9. He didn't wrestle at 9. He beat Bret at 10. 11, he won the championship. Um, yeah, he lost to WrestleMania. He lost to his, his, he lost to, uh, Triple H at WrestleMania 14, European title, in a singles match. I'm glad I don't even remember that. Yeah. I would, okay, let's see Triple H. That, 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 uh, he, I don't he's also, he, uh, I, he was also in a tag match with Davey Boy against Mankind Invader at WrestleMania 13. I think that was like a double disqualification or a count out. It was like a schmoz finish. Okay. Um, WrestleMania 12, he was in a six-man tag with Vader and Bulldog against Yokozuna, Jake the Snake, and Ahmed Johnson. I think they won that match. I think the Heels won that match, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Wrestle his last WrestleMania was WrestleMania 15. He tagged with Jeff Jarrett to retain the, the tag team titles against D'Lo Brown and Test. I don't so, remember any. <laughs> 
I'm so ashamed. They're not, they're not very memorable matches. Well, let me say that. We had a damn good record at WrestleMania. Not bad, yeah. yeah. Not we bad, had one right? loss at all those matches? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think one, two maybe, depending on that, the, the tag team. I don't remember exactly. Good for Owen. But, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, he did all right for himself. I mean, obviously the match everyone talks about with him at WrestleMania is Brett, of course. Yeah. The greatest opening match in WrestleMania history. Let's play this interview from Hogan and Vince. Is this the last time we see you step into the ring? When you ask that question, it makes me sweat. Um, everywhere I've been, people say, Hulk Hogan, we know you've got a lot of things going. You're starting to divide your interests. You've got family, you've got business, wrestling business, you've got other type of ventures out there. Are you going to retire? Then I hear on the other side of the coin, are you going to be able to get by Sid Justice? When I sit here and actually think about my last match at WrestleMania, it chills me to the bone. Being able to handle happiness within my personal life and happiness on a professional level has been one of the greatest accomplishments that I could brag about. So when I talk about letting all that go, putting all that in jeopardy by saying, yes, this is my last match, or by even let, letting someone influenced me such as Sid Justice saying, Hulk Hogan, I'm going to make sure this is your last match. All of those thoughts I put out of my head. I'm the only one that can make that decision, Vince McMahon. And right now, I have to tell you, at WrestleMania, I just won't know until I come out of the ring if it was my last match. Well, then whether or not this is your last match, I'd like to say that on behalf of all of us, your Hulkamaniacs, thank you for the memories, thank you for the inspiration, and thank you for Hulkamania. Thank you. Vince you McMahon would lay it on thick with the spray tan there. You saw that? His yeah. hands are pasty white, but he's... I, I give all the credit in the world. You know me... Unlike you, I like to shit on Hogan anytime I yep. get the chance. Oh yeah, that promo felt like they, it, it, it. Let's say I'm blind yep. and I have no idea what I'm watching. Yep. I really think I'm watching like a boxer, like 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 uh, you're gonna you, you know what the oh, a boxing match with like someone who's like 41 and 0. Yeah, nice job, Hogan. Yep. Yeah, that was. That, that I was, really felt that, they that, sold it like it was good. That like was, was really good. good. Be his last. That was a show. damn good promo. I was. I I. I, 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 I my favorite thing of Hogan, or everything before the matches. <laughs> that, yeah. that, 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 I, I, I'm a Hogan fan, but I'm, I'm just not, you know, I'm not, part, I'm not a Hulkamania. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. I yeah. get it. Not, it's, he's not everyone's cup of tea. I mean, that's what I grew but up I can't, with. I so. give him, he's a great actor. Great actor. A very underrated actor. Like, like that was acting. That was yeah. really good. That, that was good. It made you believe that he was, yeah. you know, really conflicted about and, it. And WrestleMania 2, that promo with King Kong Bundy. That, that that whole thing was was was, was terrific. Where when Hillbilly Jim was uh, yeah, the whole training, training montages yeah. and stuff. Yeah, that was pretty good stuff too. Always been a fan of Harvey Whippleman Jr. Harvey Whippleman. He was the manager Dr. for Harvey, Sid for Sid. Yeah, briefly for a little bit. You know, it's funny. This main event here. Yep. So Hogan would be gone from the company what? for you know for a little while, right? What happened? Just vacation hurt? What I think he was taking a break. He okay. was doing some, you know, acting, and they were they were trying to 
distance themselves from him because of the whole steroid trial. Um, <clears throat> and because of the allegations that were that were made. Okay. Um, so Hogan was gone after this. But not long after this, Sid was gone too. Sid would end up leaving the company, I think, like a couple of months later. Um, so, can you give me a roughly timeline from for him leaving WWF now to the uh, the, scissor, the scissors incident? Well, he so all right. So he would leave the WWF in the spring of '92. So it'd probably be like maybe maybe about a month or two after. Okay. Okay. He had issues with Warrior, and he was also just having issues in general. Um, if I remember correctly, the story I've heard was was that Hogan was leaving, and Vince wanted to make Sid the top, the, the biggest baby face in the company because Sid did have a pop. Sid was popular, yeah. even though he was a a good heel. The people wanted to cheer him. I would have loved looked, it. He just looked like a badass. I would have loved it. You know I don't mean? know if it would necessarily work, but I, I get he the, looked like a yeah. badass, and Vince wanted to do that. And Sid turned it down and said, no, I think I'm better as a heel. So they bring Warrior back. The stories I've heard was they brought Warrior back. And him and Sid had some matches on the house show run. And they just couldn't click. And they were having issues with each other um, over finishes and shit like that. And I think at one point, I think Sid... I think Warrior... I forget what it was, but Sid just had enough of, of Warrior and the way that Warrior was just kind of politicking, you know, what was to be done in these matches. Yeah. And I'm guessing that they were going to eventually lead to a showdown on pay-per-view or on television. And Sid just kind of had enough. And between the stuff with Warrior and it was also, you know, rumored to be softball season, he just kind of had enough. So Sid left, I want to say, spring of 92. He wouldn't come back to wrestling at least... He returned to WCW as a surprise, as a mystery opponent at Slamboree 1993. Um, yeah, he, de- he returned at Slamboree, WCW Slamboree in 93. And then he had the incident with Arn Anderson in Germany in the hotel room where they got into a physical altercation and he stabbed Arn Anderson with a pair of scissors uh, in October of that year. Okay. And then Sid would be gone from wrestling for roughly about a year and some change, <laughs> year and a half. And he then would return to the WWF in 1995 as Shawn Michaels' bodyguard leading up to WrestleMania yeah. against Diesel. So. How does, I don't know, I, I, I just don't get the world, like, wrestlers and athletes and, you know, people who have more money than our comprehension. How did Sid not get to go to jail from stabbing Arn Anderson? With scissors. <laughs> so, I once watched a shoot interview um, with with Sid regarding the incident. And I guess, you know, when he was in the hospital, the police in Germany um, interviewed him in the hospital and tried to get a statement from him. And he, they were trying to get him to press charges on, on, on Arn Anderson. Because I guess they both use the scissors on each other. Hard started, yeah. I, from what I heard, Didn't yeah. Vader like put like his thumb in like. Uh, I think I heard Vader bitches. put his yeah. th- finger or thumb in Sid to stop the bleeding, and then the minute he fucking popped out the thumb of the finger, the blood was just yeah. juicing out of him. But um, I heard that Sid, you know, the both parties went when they were questioned by the police were like, "No, we're not pressing charges. 
And I don't know if it went any further than that. I don't know if, if, if you know, the, the police in Germany um, would end up pressing charges or if they... I don't think it went further than just yeah. the questioning, to be honest with you. But, yeah, he didn't, neither of them went to jail for that. Sid was fired from WCW. Yeah. It's not like Orange should have been fired, too. Well, you can make an argument yeah. that he should have, but Ric Flair at the time was the booker. Yeah. So... And they, Sid did kick the door down. So, and Sid yeah. also had issues with other guys in the locker room too. There were there were other stories of, of Sid just being a big loudmouth. Yeah. Um, there's an infamous story that Sid um, got into a fight with Brian Pillman in a bar, and he went out to his car. I don't know if it was in a bar or wherever, but I, I think. Anyways, he's in some establishment with Pillman and the rest of those guys and he's talking shit about the smaller guys and Pillman said something to him and Sid got angry and they were going to fight and Sid left and came back with a squeegee you know those squeegees that they have at the gas station to clean your window yeah sure yeah, yeah he came back with one of those so there must have been either he had one in his vehicle or there must have been one yeah. a gas station nearby wherever they were he comes back with a squeegee ready to fight these guys and so it was more. It was more than Pillman. I would say why wouldn't every, everyone? Everyone laughed at him. Yeah. And he was like, it was almost like he was cutting a pro. From the stories I've heard, was it was almost yep. like he was cutting a promo in the bar with the squeegee in his hand. And and word traveled so fast that he was gonna fight someone with a squeegee that he ended up. Uh, the story made the rounds in the WWF locker room, and Bret Hart, who was known to be an avid. Um, cartoonist. He would draw cartoons and pictures wow, on, like, on, cool. like a, on like a chalkboard in yeah. the locker room, and he would do like caricatures of guys. It was, I've seen some of this work. It's pretty good. Is it good? Like Jerry Lawler, good? Not Jerry. Jerry Lawler does more realistic, but okay. like he does like Bret Hart does like cartoon like, and I've seen some some of Bret's stuff, and it's pretty good. Bret drew a cartoon of Sid holding a squeegee, and it made the rounds in the locker room, and everybody got a kick yeah. out of it. So. That I mean, since had since had issues with a lot of guys. It's 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 no secret. I mean, you know, the the Arn Anderson thing takes the cake right there. But um, I think Flair had a lot of resentment towards Sid because of the way Sid conducted himself when he was a horseman. Because they they promised Sid the world, and I think that kind of inflated his ego from 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 accounts I've I've read and heard. But I mean, if you look at him. He looks like a million bucks. Oh yeah, he should have done more. If it, I, and maybe his ego, his injuries, and his attitude and the way he conducted himself got in the way of that. But Sid should have been Sid should have been a bigger deal than he was. Bottom line. Oh, totally. In my opinion, I mean, and and I would say that 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 uh, obviously that that, that uh, his demeanor and stuff like that. Yes, a heel would would be would be easier for him, but. Him as a face, so I think that could have worked. Him as a face, yeah, yeah, as a baby, yeah. When he was a badass baby face, like when he, like, uh, people, you know, people got behind him. I mean, he was he was so like the way he presented himself and his matches in the ring. Like when he would just throw guys around, people yeah. were so impressed by it. You know, like we saw the video package earlier with. With the way he was beating those those enhancement guys up, the the, the airplane spin power bomb used to be my favorite. Oh, that was cool! Like that yeah. was cool. He used to launch guys 
I mean, not like guys like Hogan, but smaller yeah. guys, you know? Or when he dropped Pillman on his head in that War Games match. Oh, yeah. Oh. You, know? you think that was for that? Was that, was that before or after the bar incident? That was before. Okay. Because he was still a member that of the That was Horse a nasty team. bump. Yeah. Because he underestimated the height of the cage yeah. when he lifts oh. Pillman and Pillman's feet got caught in the cage. And yeah, just poor guy. Oh. Yeah. But this year, um, this match has been known to be listed as one of the worst WrestleMania main events. I think you listed this as one of the worst WrestleMania main events in your Mount Rushmore of worst WrestleMania Did it really make events. it up? To, okay. Jeez. Uh, Wait, take point. it back? No, no, no. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of WrestleMania main events. Oh, shit. What were some stinkers? Uh, oh, God. Uh, Triple H, Randy Orton, WrestleMania 25. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Um. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know. Um. Yeah. Did I put um? I as a kid, I always thought it was uh, King Kong Bundy and uh, and uh, Hogan. Hogan because just because the stereotype of two. But when I did when I did that, we did our WrestleMania two uh, uh special. The dietary kind of enjoyed that match. I'm yep. trying to think. I don't know. I, on top of my head again, I, I don't know. Mount Rushmore was stinker matches. I, mean, I know you put this match on there. Oh, I, mean, I, know you put, I know you put Hogan and Yoko. Oh, yeah. Nine. Oh. But great enough, that's more, that's more Brett Yoko. Yeah. But, oh, um, that was awful. What else did you put on there? I forget. It's worst. I think you put Roman and Undertaker. That was bad. Undertaker was hurt. But that was bad, dude. Yeah, you can make all the excuses you want. That was no, bad. it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. I mean, I wasn't looking forward to it. I thought they rushed that angle too. But um, yeah, this match here. Oh, one-handed choke slam. Yeah, nice. Not bad solid. looking too for a guy Hogan's size. Yeah, to pick him up like that. But yeah, I used to like that when Sid used to drop to a knee and have his arms up, like posing for like you know, like right yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> Like that's just like look at me soaking soaking it in. Poor Harvey Wolf, but did he ever? Uh, actually, he did. I got a trivia question for you. Okay. Can you name me any time Harvey Wolfman uh, managed a champion? Ooh. You gotta kick a, yourself a, with least, I know at least one. A you champion. Gotta kick, you gotta kick yourself when I say it. You gotta kick yourself. In WWF. WWF. A champion. A champion. No, I, I'm drawing a blank. Birth of Faith. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? Yep. Oh, my God. You're right. Yep. yep. Okay. But other than that, I can't think of any. Maybe he did... Uh, but then, um, I'm trying to think what his name was. Uh, I know Slick managed this guy I'm thinking of. Uh, well, the African-American gentleman... Um, uh, had a great body. Uh, Retreat? Yeah, Retreat. Retreat uh, wasn't a champion. Okay, no, no, never. Well, here's a story about yep. that. Butch Reed was rumored to dethrone Steamboat for the Intercontinental title after WrestleMania 3, yeah. and he no-showed. And that's when they, what gave, an it, idiot. That's when they gave it to Honky Tonk Man. Oh, what an idiot. Yeah. Reed would have been a Never heard that story. Oh, the medical bag. <laughs> he used the medical bag. Oh, no, the aspirin to the back. Good God Almighty! He hit him with the medicine bag, dear lord! The Tylenol right to the spine, goddammit! That's my that's my Jim Ross. It's that bad. 
Not bad, yeah. They're better. I think, yeah, yeah. I think Brother Love was, or Paul Bear was my my best one, and my Roddy Piper. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He, <laughs> Paul Bear is pretty funny. Sid Rollin Hogan yep. into the ring after he just devastated his spinal area with a medicine bag. <laughs> that uh, bag didn't look like a medicine bag. It looked like one of those like. Um, like those uh, old, those those like old school like toiletry bags that like you like you travel with. Oh, like, totally, yeah. You put like your shampoo, and your toothbrush, <laughs> yeah. and all that stuff in there. Yeah, that's what it looked like. Yeah, it's probably got his like shaving kit in there, and you know, razor blade and shit. But <laughs> this was this was classic Hogan formula right here. Yeah, here we go. Big monster working on him. You know, he he worked well with the monsters. Um, that, that seemed to be what everyone wanted to see was him against a big guy. Um, although there were a few exceptions of smaller guys that he worked well with. Guys like Flair. Yep. Um, Where you put... Uh, yeah, so this is a reach. Um, who was that guy that always botched the uh, the 450? Um, Billy Kil- Kidman. That, that, uh, did you like that feud? Talking about small guys? Alright, back then... Yeah. And we, I've said this before. I liked the potential of the younger guys in WCW working with the older guys. Okay. Okay. I liked the potential behind it. The New Blood and the Millionaire's Club. Because there was this narrative for such a long time that the older guys were holding back the younger guys in WCW. It was, you know, something that was talked about in the dirt sheets, on message boards, everywhere. So when they put Hogan with Kidman... I didn't really know what to think, okay? And then I saw the matches, and I was like, what is this doing to help Billy Kidman? <laughs> yeah, Hogan's making me laugh. You know? but, uh, yeah. but what is this doing to help Billy Kidman? Because Hogan dwarfed him, okay? Let's be honest. He did. Yeah. And so, bless his heart, Kidman was, you know, a talented performer, but... Was he at the level where he where he was ready to work with Hulk Hogan? I say no. No, <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, he went from being cruiserweight champion to co-main, co-main eventing a pay per view with yep. Hulk Hogan. You know, that to me just there was no in between there. There was I, no real build up for it. I know? just think that it was the wrong guy, right? Yep. Right idea, wrong guy. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah, I think so too. Oh, here we go. Did they actually do it? Is he gonna we'll power bomb him? Let's we'll see. He, yeah, he's good. Oh, oh yeah, wow, that's job, Hogan. Oh, hey, oh, I think he's gonna kick out. Hold on. Yes! 
that was quite the ending to our watch along yep. here for WrestleMania 8. 30 years this week. We'll be approaching the anniversary of it. I thought this was. Uh, I'm glad you picked this, Dennis. This is. This was a lot of fun. Going yeah, that was that. That uh, that, that was. Uh, I remember being an okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put that mania into into the good category. Yeah, I, I, I a good WrestleMania. I consider it a good. Yeah, I do consider it a good WrestleMania as well. I, I I would say so. A lot of people like to consider it mediocre. I still as a. The, the way it made me feel watching it as a kid and even yeah. watching it now, it's still fun to watch. I still, I just wish, to, I, if, you have, if you have your biggest, the show of the Immortals, your main event should not end in a smile. That was my... Yeah, I, 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 look back on it now, yeah, I, I, would, I would agree with you. But I mean, I guess, you know, given the circumstances, they didn't really have much of a choice. Yeah. You know, but um, yeah, that was a lot of fun, dude. I appreciate you uh, picking that one because, uh, you know, I wasn't sure what we were going to what we were going to do, but um, next week, hopefully, um, have you back in the saddle, because we're going to cover the March 31st, 1997 episode of Monday Night Raw. This particular episode in particular uh, covers the the night that the New Hart Foundation was formed with Bret Hart, Owen Hart, and the British Bulldog. Oh, so that should be a good one. Yeah. Uh, like I said, the theme for, 1990, uh, for kicking out of two this year is 1997. Of course, we take a little break with WrestleMania season and yeah. all, um, but uh, yeah, covered Raw and Nitro from 1997. You can find all of our shows as well as other shows on the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. Searching Retromania with W on any podcast platform available, and I think it's officially about that time that we put this show down for the three count, and we will see you all next week. <laughs>